A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey everybody, thank you for listening. I've got a great interview coming up for you guys. We've got Abdul Butt in studio. Abdul's a Canadian comedian, actor, and writer, as well as a YouTube content creator. You may have recently seen him on This Hour Has 22 Minutes. If not, I suggest you head over to abdulbutt.com and check out what he's been working on. And this is a great time to let you guys know that this podcast is brought to you by audible.com, the leaders in audiobooks. Uh, and you guys could get yourself a free 30-day trial as well as a free audiobook by going to audibletrial.com slash pantelis. That's audibletrial.com slash pantelis, and you'll get yourself a um, 30-day free trial to check out over 180,000 titles. Um, we're talking about anything from comedy to sci-fi, maybe a romance novel is right up your alley, and you can play these things on your iPhone, Kindle, Android device, even your regular MP3 player. So check out audibletrial.com slash pantelis. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, and pantelliscomedy.com. It's the Pantelis Podcast. Abdul Butt. I kind of find it distracting, actually, having one of those... When you're looking at me? Because, you no, know, with the headset... No, not... No, actually wearing a headset yeah. and talking into the mic. Because then you get... You, you you start falling in love with your voice. Yeah, You know what I started doing is I do it for the you're first like, minute yeah. or something. I, I wait. I'm like, okay, we're at our proper levels or whatever. I can see where you're, you're, how far away you are from the mic. Yeah. And then I take them off. And then you don't need it yeah. anymore. Because then it's weird. Otherwise, it's like you're listening to a radio show while you're talking on a radio that's show. That's how it feels. I don't yeah. like and it. if you're not into it because yeah. you don't have the headphones on, yeah. we're, we're living in two different realities exactly. right now. It's but too no, fake. You're, yeah, but you're Real. fine. I've already set up the levels from before. Yeah. You're, we're, we're fine. I, I do this. Yeah, uh, and I, 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 I think I could uh, keep my mouth close to this is all you need to do. That's literally all you need to do. These fucking not condenser like, mics, yeah. they just they capture. Yeah. You know they don't catch any of that shit? No, of course not, because it's just it's. But well, look, because you have yeah. to keep your mouth, like you said, three fingers yeah, close to yeah, the mic, otherwise it won't pick it in. Perfect. That's the whole beauty of it. Welcome to the show, Abdul Butt. Thanks for having me. I'm very happy uh, to have you on. Uh, I'm happy to be here. We had, I think, our the conversation we had before the podcast was fucking amazing. I know. I actually was wondering why you weren't just turning on the mic and we just talked before. We could have like, done we, that yeah, too, but I was like, "Fuck, we're saying some shit that's politically incorrect and some stuff that might get us in trouble." That's the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Isn't that what makes things yeah, interesting? Yeah, but I was like, I don't want to throw him under the bus. He's like, oh, what the fuck? I thought that was off the record. <laughs> oh, no, man. I, I don't <laughs> that was, say... That just ambushed me. I won't say anything off the record if I wouldn't say it on the record. I, I like I just, that. Yeah. You, I like that shit. Uh, yeah. I mean, why, why, what else would I say? The, the biggest thing about you uh, recently is that... F- I don't want to ruin your joke, so I don't want to say it because yeah, I don't, don't want to... But you have <laughs> a fucking amazing joke, and it's so... Divisive in the in the audience, right? Yeah, and it just makes me so happy. I know it's I like a smart joke. Comedians, ninety five percent of them at least, love it because it's a yeah. good joke. But it gets the crowd. It's one way or another. There's no there's no middle ground with that joke. Right. It's either they're gonna love it or they're gonna hate it. Yeah. I haven't seen a, an audience member be like, eh, it's not for me. Yeah, it's, it's either they throw popcorn at you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or they cheer. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's nice to have a joke like that. But it's also not good because now I hate all my other jokes. Because it's not that level? It's not that level. I'm like, at that, I wrote that joke where I'm so happy with it that I'm like, now I need to rewrite 
all my jokes or write new. Well, the key is to write jokes at that level all the time. But it's just so. It's just so. It's something that I've never written before, and it just. It. I like the reaction it gets. It's weird because I don't know if you could do that on every joke. I don't think you should. Yeah, because then it just becomes a thing that you do, and then people are expecting it. I like it because people don't expect me to do that kind of joke. Especially when you open it, like at the Just for Laughs showcase, when you open with that fucking joke, it comes out of nowhere, and they're like, whoa, this guy's just throwing haymakers out here. Yeah. I don't know how to handle the rest of his set. Exactly. So they're always walking on eggshells. They're like, what the fuck's he going to say? They don't trust anything you say. They're scared that you're going to punch him. (laughs) Joke-wise, right? Yeah. The uppercut's going to come in, and they're not expecting it. It's not that violent, though. It's just, yeah, I guess if people like it. Yes, yeah, so it's not like it's offensive and it's not like you're saying anything ugly. It's just because you're saying something that everybody knows, everybody thinks, but nobody was saying it. Yeah. And you put it in very good words. You yeah. put it I think everyone's scared to say it. Is exactly. Because they, they, they don't know what's going to happen. We know now. Yeah. We know how you get popcorn thrown yeah. at you. That's, that's what happens there. Yeah. Um, let me ask you, what's happening with the YouTube videos? When I first met you, you were yeah. making killer YouTube videos. It's a good question. YouTube famous, bro. And then what? <laughs> That's a good question. No, I'm uh, getting back. Actually, it's funny that you asked because I'm getting back into it uh, within like the next month. Yeah. I will be doing. Yeah, I'm going to get back into doing them more often and doing it. I, it just I took a break, man. I took a break. Uh, a big part of it was because I got paid a lot of money to do them, uh, working on TV and then, uh, l- not having that job anymore. I'm it, like, ah, oh, fuck this. I don't want to do appeal. it. I don't want to do this for free, which is the worst thing you could do. Cause yeah, now I've, I've come to terms where I'm like, oh man, I miss doing them. Like, I don't even care about the, th- the thing is, is when you get paid a good amount of money to do something and it was so, I'm so happy that I learned this really early on. And I, I, ha- I was able to lose that opportunity so that it made me realize that never do it for the money. Don't do it for the, like, you know, like it got to a point where it was like, well, I'm doing, what do, you, what do, they, what do they want? What do they want me to do? Because they're paying me. And that's the worst thing you can do. You got to do what you want to do. And if they pay you to do it, great. If they, got, they don't want to pay you to do it, doesn't matter. Do it. Like, just keep doing it. Uh, that that works for me at least. I don't know. I can't say the same for other people. <laughs> but that's good. That shows how much you love it, and I guess how much if when the money gets involved, it could kind of skew yeah, your man. Because or because then you when the money's involved, it's no longer just you. Now there's uh, there's producers, stakeholders, there's, there's everyone that's behind it. So now uh, they go, you know what? Yeah, but not that because we you know for whatever reason that they'll give you. So then you start trying to go, okay, well, what do they want? Because as an entertainer, you hate hearing no. Like, it's just natural. I think anyone. I think yeah. everyone just hates hearing no. So what do you turn to do is you try to find what you can do without hearing no. So then you try to think, okay, what do they want? So that the first thing I say, they're going to say yes, because that'll make me feel great, because they like it now, you know? Uh, and that's the worst thing you can do, because they don't even know what they want. So if you if you try to cater to them, you're gonna hate your life, and you're just gonna an event. And then you know what? In the end, I didn't even end up staying on the show. So I cater. I like bent over backwards trying to do something that they would want me to do. And in the end, I didn't even end up staying. So why did I do that? I should have just kept doing what I wanted to do. You well, know what, what I mean? I don't understand. Like that was uh, this hour has 22 minutes. Is one of Canada's. It's it's one of the biggest comedy shows. It's one of the longest running. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is the longest running the comedy longest show running. in Canada. I, I guess probably our most famous, if you think yeah. about it. It's that. And what Kids in the Hall. Like, what else did we have that yeah. really impacted comedy, right? Yeah. That did something. 
Um, and you were one of, especially when you got on, at least the way we see it here, you were one of the big comedy voice especially on youtube like you're one of the young guys that was actually doing good and was funny and you kind of had your finger on the pulse yeah so the marriage made sense yeah right? you're like oh obviously who else would they take yeah right? i don't understand how they kind of backtracked and now they're like no no, no let's like reboot everything yeah and kind of go in this different direction where nobody's even going and nobody cares about anymore yeah that's what kind of shocked me i was like why would they cancel out and and they're kind of what are they trying to re rebrand themselves and I don't know. I don't know what they were trying to do. I wish I knew. I don't, I don't even know. I didn't even know I was going back. I wasn't going back. Like, that's how much I don't know. Like, they don't even tell you that you're not going back. They just don't call you. Is that how it works? They, they just don't call you. They don't tell you. They don't, they don't, they don't say anything. They don't, you know, like, you, you've, I've worked there for two years, and no one called me and was like, hey, man, sorry, we're, we're taking it in a different direction. It's great having you on. No one cares. They just don't call you. They don't say a thing, and it's like you did two seasons. Uh, I did two seasons. I did two seasons, and I did, uh, and that's the thing that I had to realize afterwards. Like I did two good seasons. That's, you had some yeah, of the, had, the most popular segments yeah, in those two seasons. Yeah, uh, that's that's what pisses me off. Well, that's what that's what pissed me off and really got me confused uh, when I got when I didn't end up going back because that was the first time in my life where like I actually did good at something. And you're not rewarded with <laughs> anything, you know. Like, you know, usually if you do well at, at a job, they go, "Great, let's keep keep him on board. He's doing great." Not in this business. No, not in this business. It was like, you know what? For whatever reason, and I wish I knew. I don't know. Uh, I have no idea. And Your I hope agent never even got a call. They, never, nothing. No, my uh, only after my first two seasons actually on the show, I only got a manager after. Uh, I was off the show after like my second season. I, oh, I had okay. no one. I no, was doing it all on my own. Yourself. Yeah, I was doing it all on my own. And uh, and I, so no one got back to anyone. I reached out to them and just said, do you guys know or not know? Because I need to move on with my life. Because you can't... The, whole, the show is a six-month commitment. So you got to know what am I doing, right? And and you finish in April, uh, and then they come, like the season starts again in October, like or late September. So usually, if you know you're going back, you'll kind of like, you know, well, I guess I won't book anything, you know, I'll kind of hang out in the summer, do stand-up, but I won't try and book anything for my whole year right? because I got to keep it open for the show. So I'd reach out and I was like, "Hey, do you guys know? Just so I just let me know, so I know what to do with my life, right? I gotta, I gotta keep doing stuff in life. I'm not just sitting around." And they wrote back and said, "We haven't made our decision yet. We're still, we're still thinking about it. We're not sure, and we'll get back to you as soon as we know." And then never, no one got back to me until a week before the show was gonna air the next season, and uh, and they were like, "Yeah, um, actually, they got back to my manager who I just took on." And, uh, and, and he was like, yeah, they just sent me an email saying that, uh, they, they, uh, they, that you're not going back this year. No reason. No reason. No reason at all. No one from the show called. And you know, what was weird is like, cause yeah, they called my manager, but I just got, like, I just started working with them. So it was like, why, like I, you guys know me personally, I dealt with all the contract stuff before. Like no one called me and was like, Hey, so uh, you're, you know, like, Hey, we're not, we're not going like, you know, I know I've been in all their houses, you know, I hung out with them. Like, it's like, it's such a weird thing. It's like, dude, we're friends. Yeah. That's <laughs> we're so... friends. And then you just don't call me like, what the hell? What, what, what happened? You know? You so think it's cause you got a manager like, fuck this guy. No, he, I don't know. Hollywood on yeah. Us. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't <laughs> think so. Uh, everyone has a manager. Everyone has an agent. Everyone. I was the uh, only, I think yeah, I was the no, only you one. Should. 
I think it was the only one. And then, like, I think one of the cast members doesn't have, like, he does his own stuff, too. But other than that, it's like uh, everyone else has an agent or a manager. I I got into this... I mean, I got on without knowing anything. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't even know how to write a package for a show. I got on just basically from doing stuff on YouTube. That's exactly how, I, how it, it happened. Yeah. So it was like, people would ask me, like, how do you get on a TV? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. So if you could tell me that, like, so when I got there and I'm like, you have no agent? No. You, have, you don't have a manager? I'm like, no, I don't have any. I don't do... How did you you didn't you didn't write a package for the show and I'm like what is a package? Yeah, I'm confused. Yeah, man. I don't know, I don't know what that is. It, when I, I like now I have to get that treatment ready. Yeah, I was like I don't even know what a treatment is. I got to do my research before I start fucking working right. on this. Yeah, yeah. these are uh, those are the conventional ways of getting onto uh, television or p- pitching ideas. Is you have to have those things, but I didn't know because I was just I was just shooting stuff on YouTube and and doing what I do. And that's how it happened. But you still have number one. Your your videos are still up there. Your videos still do well. Like you know which one I thought at the time was really a lot of them were picking up steam. But that fucking Montreal Canadiens one yeah. with the coach, it was also because it was if you look at context, it was the right time. Yeah. To, oh man, it was the right place and time to do it. Yeah. Right? And you go, you still have a lot of subscribers. Yeah. So you kind of control your destiny in the in the sense that if you decide to do a podcast or whatever you want and start uploading to YouTube yeah. you have that fan base there you're not yeah, chasing after anything yeah they're still there and i mean you can build off that yeah it's not huge but it's good it's good to have it's a great thing to have and and i and i like it but again to go back to it is um that was that. That's all a result of like getting off, like off, tel- like getting that big blow, like that big hit, where you don't know what happened or why or what. So you just kind of like, oh fuck it, I'm not doing anything anymore. Like you get like, I got, I literally, I just dropped all that stuff, and I just like, I'm like, I'm doing stand up. Did fuck you it. second guess yourself? Did you think maybe you fucked up? It did it fuck with your head or? Uh, yeah, of course, because you start wondering what do you would you do wrong? Like you're like, how did it? And then you go through everything, and you're like, I didn't do anything wrong. Like. I had pieces like that went viral. They were all over the news. People were talking about them everywhere. Uh, in both of the seasons that I was there, I had multiple pieces that went viral and and was like a big hit on the show. Uh, even like executive producers, not even pro- like owners of the companies that own the production company, came by and and the guys like this guy's like a like a billionaire. I imagine he owns like industries and he owns his production company uh, or a piece of it. And he was like, I love what you do. So I'm like, great. This is, I'm, I'm on board, man. They're not getting rid of me. But it all, I don't know what or where or how it happens. And that's the confusing thing. Because usually, if you get let go of a job, you're like, look, for sometimes, yeah, you know, of course, of course, if you fucked up, yeah. it's your fault. But if you don't and they get rid of you, they're at least going to go, we, you know, it's cutbacks. You know, we got financial or whatever it is. But if no one tells you, you're just sitting there going, what did I do? What happened? Is it possible that you were, your stuff you were too good in comparison to some other writers or something and, who had know. more clout than you? You were new, and they're like, you know what? Fuck this kid coming in here doing this. You know, <laughs> if, he's, if he keeps hitting home runs, it's true, right? Yeah, fuck it this guy. It makes us look bad. And then when there was a meeting towards people who make these decisions that don't really know what the fuck's going on, they're like, yeah, we could do without that Abdul kid, you know, just to try to get you off. 
hey you man, know, you know dude, what? You Anything's just, possible. No I don't know, man. Looking back at it, looking at what you did, uh, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't unless you were a piece of shit on set. Yeah, you're fucking with everybody. You were sleeping with some dude's wife, and you yeah. ruined lives. Unless I was the dickhead on set. Yeah, which, which I, I know yeah. you personally, so I know that that's not the case. Yeah, yeah. there's no reason because if you look at work wise, <laughs> yeah, there was nothing more you could have done for them. Yeah, it was like they were they were pitching, and you were just hitting the home runs. And here we were all talking about it, like yo, look at fucking Abdul, look, at it. and we kept sharing that shit, you know. Yeah. And so to us, I remember me when you told me, you're like, nah, I'm not going back. And I was like, what? Like in my head, I was like, How yeah, that work? well, that's I exactly it. it was like it. a two year contract and, and it was done. I was like, why? It And they're not doing anything special to be like, oh, you know, they're they're going different. I was like, what the fuck's going on? And it, it was like weird when, when you had talked about it. And then I was thinking about it at the time. I remember I was like, what the fuck is show business? Like, do you want him to do well or not? Because yeah. I always have the sports analogy in my head. And I'm always thinking of, so if you had you know, the LeBron James type player and he's scoring your points. He's yeah. Would you be like, nah, fuck it. We're, we're going to try this rookie out now. And you're, it doesn't yeah, make sense I guess in my head. sports doesn't work with the who you know kind of thing. Yeah, right? it doesn't it's make sense. That, yeah. I'm always like, it, it, shouldn't it be a meritocracy? Yeah. Well, we know now in comedy, it's not. Yeah, it's Most not. Most times it's yeah, not. Yeah, it's not. It's, uh, and that's why guys branch out and do their own things. That's why all these, that's why comics do podcasts and do, uh, you know, do, produce their own shows. Now, like, look at all the top comics are all uh, producing their own albums. They're Da- making them available to download on their actual website. They're yeah. not going through any companies to do it. And that's why, is because uh, it, it seems like entertainment, I mean, now it's obviously a lot easier with all the technology, but it seems like entertainment, there is no sure bet unless you are yourself the sure bet. Like, you're going to put into it. Yeah. Don't sit around and wait for anyone to go, you know, like, and that, that's what I did wrong after I left 22, is I, I started just writing stuff to pitch. And I'm like... There's got to be like I got to get it, get back in here. I got to get back in this game. Like I got to pitch something to someone and be like, "This is what I want." And I did that. And I wrote. I mean, not to say that's bad, but I wrote a bunch of pitches. Um, and then I, I I hit up like every production company I knew and and uh, you know all the producers and I I pitched them and nothing stuck. And it was just like so. Then you keep doing that, going you know it's gonna stick. And it's still, of course, you still have to do that. Those are good things to do. But don't give up doing. Don't don't forget what you started doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Just keep keep doing what you were doing. Don't leave it because you think because someone else fucked up and made you think that you yeah. were the one that was doing it wrong. You were never doing it wrong. Just keep doing what you're doing. That's the I, that's the thing that I've like come to terms with. I made uh, that lately. So it's a uh, yeah. How, yeah. How so? Well, Would, a few. Uh, I had. I remember the podcast. Even the 4H podcast. We had stopped for a while, right? And I yeah. was trying different things. And then with the stuff that I wanted to get filmed, right? I kept waiting. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to pitch this. And my right, and waiting for like kind of approval. Yeah. And yeah, we'll make this. And then now the stuff that, you know, that I'm going to pitch, we're going to film it. Regard- we're going to make this. If they don't like it, if they don't want to take it, yeah. we're going to have a web series. Anyway, yeah. so we're putting in our resources. We're going to have fun with it, bring in our friends and just do it with comics and have a good time. If you like it, even better. Amazing, right? If somebody wants to pick it up and do something with it. Right. If not, I'm going to fucking do it anyway. Yeah. That's exactly it. That's the attitude you got to have and you got to do. You got to just keep doing it. Do it. You got to invest in yourself. And that's what I, and that's how I started, man. That's what I, uh, you know, like doing YouTube videos. I didn't, no one gave, no one was like, you should do this and we'll help you do it. I, I had a crappy day job. I worked. I saved all my money. I went out and I bought a good video camera because I did that. I went to, I tried to join, a, I tried to join um, uh, the Concordia University had like a web program or whatever. Right. And I tried to, jo- I joined them because they were like, hey, we have all this equipment. 
you could use it and then we'll we'll make you know like make your segments and we'll throw it up on this on our comedy website that we're starting and uh, we'll have your stuff up there and it's and it's oh, all free or it's like good. 20 bucks a month or something like to because I wasn't a yeah, student yeah. So I was like, great. And I joined with a friend. We went, we did, we did one month and I went to a couple meetings. We went out, we, we shot a piece. Uh, we shot a piece that we love. We we're both like, we we're both like, you know, like laughing over this piece. And we're, we're like, this is great. And we showed it to them. And we're like, nah, you know what? This is not, this is not, you know, it's too insulting or we're not going to like this or whatever. It's not, it's not for us. So then I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm tired of that. I'm like, I, I, I think the, the the good attitude to have is to have that like rebellious attitude. Like you don't yeah. give a fuck. Someone tells you no, you go, yeah. Well, I'll do it myself then. And that's what I did. I went out and bought a camera, bought like computer, learned how to edit, and I did it all on my own. And I did, I think, like three, four videos in. That was the the fourth one, I think, or third one was that Habs video, the one you were talking about. And then it got like a hundred thousand views within like I think three days. Yeah. And I think the first day it was at sixty thousand, and it just went crazy. And people were like, "Where did this guy come from?" And it was just, it just felt great because it was like that. Yeah, that's what you told me not to do. And believe it or not, they emailed me afterwards and go, "Hey, that was great. You know what? Do you mind if we put it on our page?" Fuck and you. Uh, and and you should come back in and and do some of those for for the website. And I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to keep doing it for myself, and that's it. It's funny that Concordia did that to you because uh, I end I ended up in history at Concordia. Yeah. But originally, I had applied uh, for film, and I had to make a, I made a little uh, like a I don't know. I wouldn't call it like a short film. It was kind of like an episode of a. Com- I'm always, I've always been into comedy. Yeah. So we made like a, a little comedy uh, sitcom. Yeah. So it was like the first episode. It was obviously shit. Uh, it was funny, but it was shit in the sense that you know I'm not a professional, right? I was right. doing what I had uh, with everything I had at my disposal. But I remember going to the meeting after, and she, uh, I don't know what the fuck, she's academic advisor. She's like, well. They haven't seen it yet or whatever, but I'm already telling you that uh, it's not going to get in. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why? She's like, well, because it's comedy and it's not mainstream comedy. It's just comedy. We don't really right. take comedy. They're looking for film noir. Yeah, that's what she said. If it was black and white, and she yeah, was giving yeah. an example. <laughs> and the example she gave was of yeah. a girl in a bathtub in black and white and like slitting her wrists, but it meant something more than just her slitting her wrists. Right. And I was staring at it. I was like, hold on, let me get this straight. Yeah. You find it weird that I made a comedy show yeah. about just people in the city, right? That's weird to you, but some girl committing suicide yeah, in black yeah. and white, that's normal. She's like, that's not what I'm saying, but it's just the the feeling, the emotions of the raw emotion, what you're thinking when somebody's killing us. I'm like, oh, fuck these people. And it made me second guess myself. I'm like, is comedy <laughs> stupid? Should I not get into it? So then we started filming little skits and stuff, and we wanted to film a series at the time, but we had no money. Yeah. And we kind of gave up for a while, and then we realized, hey, there's this medium of podcasts, right? It was 2010, 2009. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like a radio show, and we tried to get on the radio, and the radio wouldn't have us. Yeah, of course we, not. we went to, even if we weren't swearing, we went to like Mike FM and stuff like that. Yeah. And they were like, nah, they didn't believe in it, right? Right. I look at their podcasts now, by the way, they have 12 listeners. Yeah. So we're a couple of thousand uh, times bigger than they fucking are anyway. Yeah, that's it. But, and we were rebellious. We're like, you know what? I think people might like just hearing people talk, just shoot the shit. And it actually grew. And the for it, we did it for ourselves. Shitty equipment. You couldn't hear us well in the beginning. You know, we grew with yeah. it per episode. And, it, you know, now there's the podcast studio. There's two different shows happening. It's, uh, you know, it all grew. It all yeah. exponentially grew. And from nobody invested in it. Nobody. It was us. You invested it. was us. In it was me mostly. That's what right? I'm saying. And I was like, That's exactly that. it. That rebellious attitude. But look at where we made it in the yeah. sense that nobody stopped us because we didn't let them. Right, You know exactly. Nobody stopped us. And that's a big thing, too, that I find the industry does look at is if you're investing in yourself, 
if you're not willing to invest in yourself, then why would they invest in you? You know what I mean? And that's when they look at it and they go, well, they're doing it already and they're doing a good job at it. We should hire them to come and do it for us. Yeah. But if you're just sitting back waiting for them to somehow magically find you or like sit in a room and like, the thing is, is they don't have a lot of times people that are in that position. uh, God bless them. I don't know. I don't (laughs) know how they got their job, but they have the job. And they're the ones that decide, and that's just the way it is. And But they don't see it the way you see it, because as an entertainer or an artist, you'll, you have a vision. So if, I, if you tell me something and I tell you something, more than likely we're going to get it. We're on the yeah. same page, right? But if, uh, if you're telling someone, like if a musician's trying to, I don't know anything about music. Yeah, same, like music. Yeah. So if someone's telling me about how to write a music piece, and I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about. I want to hear your song, but, but I'm I have the no guy idea who, what the fuck yeah, you're talking about. And I'm the guy who has the job to give them the money to make the song. So you're telling me, and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And they're like, yeah, but you're the guy. And I'm like, yeah, but you know what? No. But if you bring them a written song that's already performed, it's recorded and done, and, uh, and, and people are already listening to it, they're going to go, all right, I get it. I get it. Yeah, it's working. People like it. Okay, good. Yeah, come on, but we'll sign you. We'll have you do some music with us, you know? Like, I think that's the thing is that the people in those, uh, not always, but a lot of times people in those positions, it's just that they don't, they're not on the same level. Like, they're business-minded. They're not artistically minded like that. So they, you have to, like, really show them what you mean. You know, like, you need to film a clip. Yeah. And you got to show them that clip, you know, so that they understand what you're, where you're coming from. Because if you're trying to tell them what you want to do, in their mind, they don't get it. They don't know who you are even. They don't know you personally. Yeah. So they don't even know what you do, what your style is or anything. So it's, uh, I think it's only when you become famous, right? When you get to that level and they're like any level, like any uh, hot, like super hot person at that time comes in and they're like, this is what I want to do. Like, yeah, give it to them. Because it doesn't matter what he's doing or she's doing, it's gonna sell. He's gonna carry it, right? But if you're like someone who's just starting off, or you know, like, or you're you're you know, you're not known that well, uh, you got to do it first so that they can see what you mean. I don't know. I, I don't it know makes, sense makes sense though, because no, no, I understand exactly what you're saying. And we have the debate here in Montreal, right? Because everybody's always talking about how you know we don't feel like we get our just deserves. But a lot of people, and I had this argument with them, don't do anything. They don't sit do waiting. anything, dude. People will complain about like. Uh, you know, like, for example, people will say, like, oh, Toronto always gets a shot, right? Toronto always gets, like, that break, right? Those comics from Toronto. But it's like, dude, go to Toronto. They're all hustling. Yeah. They're all doing podcasts on their own. They're doing videos on their own. They're writing stuff. They're pitching things. They're going to auditions. They're trying. They're doing everything. They're doing stand-up. They're doing everything. And, like, constantly. Uh, that's why they're getting things and they're being more successful. Of course, granted, it's it's better you're in the city where the actual industry exists. Obviously, uh, but they're you have to do now. You work even harder because you're like the industry's here. I gotta show them what I got. If you don't do anything, but I find and that's the thing with Montreal is like I find a lot of people do that here, and I I, I love everyone, and I I think it's a great place. It's definitely a good place to get good because it's like uh, audiences are a little tougher. And uh, it's cheaper to live, and yeah. you could go out and do mics and get better and do you know you have the opportunity because you don't have to pay as much, so you can put a little more money aside to do whatever side projects you want to do. So it's a great place to get good. Uh, but a lot of the people now, and I, that's one thing I love about the older generation, and I think that's what's missing too, 
is I don't know what it is, but I feel like I, I could be wrong. I wish it was like someone who just started out or is like a couple years in that could tell me whether or not this is right. But I feel like a lot of them uh, come into the scene already thinking that they deserve a bunch of shit and they're great. And when I started, I know that there were so many good comics here that I was like, man, I am garbage. I want to get to their level. Yeah. And I would show up and watch. Comics walk in the room I see here, and they walk in and they're like, just, you know, like fucking fist bumping everyone. Yeah. And they're like, hey, what's up, man? What's going on? There's a fucking show on, buddy. There's people, there's a guy on stage. Shut the fuck up and watch them and learn something. You know, don't come in like, because you do open mics and like you're, you're like your best buds now, you know, like, it, it, like, man, I was so nervous. And, and that's the other thing, too, is I find, like, club owners are personable here. Like, I mean... They're nice. They're nice. Yeah. Like, uh, fucking, uh, when I started, Jimbo, who owned the Comedy Works, dude, I was scared of him. I Everybody couldn't even... Was. Everyone was scared of him. Yeah. You didn't know you could do well, and he would just tell you you're garbage, and you're like, oh, man, he just hurt my feelings. <laughs> like, he was, he was a great person in that aspect because he made you work harder, and you would, like... You want to do really good because you need to. You need this guy to see you do well before he'll give you any break. And even at that, he still would not give you the break until you like really killed. So it was like uh, the bar was so much higher. So you would have to work harder and you'd have to do other things. And I started doing videos because it, he was that hard. I couldn't get on. I couldn't get on at the works. I couldn't get on ever. I was doing open mics like maybe once every like month if I was lucky. Because there were so many other good comics. Yeah. So he was like, I'm not gonna give this new guy a shot, right? So he like let you he'd let you like come every once, every little bit. But the more you'd show up and you'd watch on weekends, like I'd show up there every and then after like three months, then he'd have me he'd have me more like regularly. Because he would see you. He would show see up me. He'd let me he'd let me do the open mics more. Cause he'd be like, you know what? This guy's showing up and watching and trying to learn. So uh yeah, he's serious. As opposed to like People who show up and they don't even watch the show, they just want to, you know, like, they're just hanging out with their friends at the comedy club, yeah. which is, uh, it's a bad uh, way to, to look. It's it's so hard, man. Like, dude, if you can't, if you, if you think you're great at two years. Uh, I got news for you. Yeah, man. Like, I'm, I'm uh, just coming up to 10 years and I still feel like I'm so garbage. Like, I still love getting, going into rooms and seeing people. And I've been like, I've had my heart broken so many times and it, that makes you better but you'll still never be uh you know like you still got to keep learning there's so much to learn and it's always changing so i'm coming up to five and i i, I still feel like it's one you know what i mean like oh yeah this isn't you, you never know? well that's a good attitude to have because you you you'll you never feel like you're uh you're the best oh no 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 and, and the, you know what the worst is that sometimes i think i have a psychological problem the worst is when i come off and I'm like, fuck, I didn't do well. And everybody's like, what are you talking about? That was great. I was like, really? But you didn't hear how I said this and this? Like, yeah. shit that I noticed that nobody else fucking notices. Yeah. But, in but a that's way, good. That's, that's, that's how what I makes see you it better. Now. now I realize, okay, maybe that's why I, I keep progressing and getting better. Because I don't allow myself to be like, oh, that was a great set. I'm done. I'm right. out. You know? That's the I'm, worst thing. Yeah. I always think, I'm like, fuck, if they think that was great, ugh, and I fucked this up. I should have done this. I should have done this. Let me talk about this. Yeah. You know, why am I scared to talk about this? No, no, no. I should talk about this, you know? And I'm always second guessing myself. I'm never happy. Yeah, and uh, I think that helps. I think, and I've gotten into little tussles with comedians here it too. Either where helps or it'll make you kill yourself. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I'm at suicide yet, but I do get into some arguments, like with, especially with open micers here, like because I like to be friends with everybody, man. I, you know, it's one community or whatever. I, I keep saying that, but there's some guys that just piss me the fuck off. Like they'll, 
they'll say stupid things to me. Like the, the worst thing I've heard and is just, oh, uh, oh, communist. You know, you're there a lot. Like on the weekends, the crowd is pretty shit. Like I, I tried to do some open mics there, and you know, yeah. they really get my stuff. I was like, yo, the crowd is not the problem, motherfucker. Yeah, you know, yeah. like you're the issue. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And they don't see it. They always blame the crowd. And yeah. they, they comment on like, oh, the crowds are weird at the nest. Yo, yeah. The crowds at the nest are are sophisticated. There's a lot of really smart people that go watch the shows. Yeah, there. The, yeah. You know it's what I mean? Different, it's, it's a different crowd. It's yeah. not it's not like you're it's not like a college kid. Yeah, crowd. you're not no, well, fart jokes won't yeah. get you the laughs. Right. You need to make them think. Yeah. So if you can't do that, it's not because they're not coming down to your level, it's because you're not talking up to their level right and yeah i mean it, it, every audience is different right so you can like and, and not every audience is for every comic i i think yeah i, I, I personally think until like you're at the level where you're selling out crowds on your own and then yeah, if they are le- coming for you yeah and if all those people leave and they hated the show then yeah there's a problem, there's a problem. with you but no they're coming here that's right what you gotta understand here especially as an open mic or, or even as a, as a middler or you know you become a regular at a club they're not coming to see you. They're yeah, coming because they know there's comedy and the headliner was picked for a reason, right? Yeah. So you need to do the best you can to tread carefully, yeah. right? And do jokes the best way you know how with material you're comfortable with enough yeah. so that they're feeding off that. They're like, yo, this guy's happy. He's comfortable. Yeah. He, it's him. Yeah. I'm going to try to enjoy it. Yeah. But when you're going there and you're trying to appease your imagination, you're trying to appease your friend, you're trying to appease everybody... And you're like, man, they just don't get me. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, for, yeah, it's because you don't get you. you. Yeah, you don't get. It. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I see yeah. it a lot. People just don't understand what they're doing. Yeah, I see people go with gimmicks now, which is shocking to me. Like uh, the guy who pretends gimmicks. he's blind. Yeah, I saw a guy. There's a guy you, who pretends not in this city. Uh, oh, in this city. In this sir. city, there's a guy uh, yeah, who he pretends got banned, he's blind. He got banned from the communist. I was there the night he got banned oh on my open God. mic. But he broke the mic. Like he threw the mic on the floor. Really? And he, was just, he was saying racist jokes, but like racist jokes that were racist in the 70s, and now they're just like dumb. Like he's he was saying something about uh, like Jews with big noses shouldn't be allowed in the Olympics for big nose competitions, like stupid shit like that. And it was so, just so just bad jokes. Oh, terrible. Out- I was, I was like, dude, get this guy off stage. Yeah. So they kept flashing him. They kept lighting him, and he wouldn't come off. Right, that's a, he's not all, a comic, and, though. He's like a well, guy who just tried it a couple times. No, apparently he's gone on with different gimmicks. It was the only time I saw him. But apparently what Theo was telling backstage was like, no, he's come. He, he does comedy. But now we're going to ban him from here because he threw the mic on the floor, whatever the fuck. But I, and I was like, wow, this guy's a comic. Like, I at least considers himself a comic. Oh man! And See, this is what I love about comedy: is these things. Like, but things sometimes that, you've been there. Sometimes right. it happens. Sometimes yeah. you just get these weirdos. It's like no other job where like a guy get hired <laughs> and is like he shows up to work and like, dude, the guy took off his pants at the yeah. fucking. <laughs> He, he was like miming, jerking off. Like that's not. It never happens at any other job. Like, they screen people before they let them into the workplace. Yeah, that's. But comedy's like any any idiot can get on stage. Like, oh, you got seven friends that'll come to the show. Great, you're on. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah, <laughs> I seen a guy bring a fish, man. You were, were the you one there? telling me. Yeah. No, you told me about the fish. And I was shocked. Yeah, man, dude, this guy brought a fish because I, I think his dad owned a fish store and he was like, he brought his whole family and he brought a fish in like a cool and he no one knew he brought the cooler on stage and then he pulled out like a full-fledged like atlantic salmon and just started (laughs) like flopping it around the stage and i'm like what is going and that and this guy closed (laughs) 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 like he brought 20 people he's closing the show so it was just oh man i love it i love that these things happen though it's like such a weird 
it, it, what kind of story? Like a guy who pretends he's blind? Come on. Dude, it, it was a, <laughs> instead of a, one of those sticks the blind people had, he had like a, a broom, I think, or something. Like like a <laughs> Swiffer. I don't know what the fuck it was. <laughs> but I was just like, come on, man. He had glasses like that with the No screening process, though. Zero screen. Yeah, when yeah. I saw him backstage, he said something backstage that I was already, I was like a little weary. He said something weird. Yeah. Like almost psychotic. Like I was like, oh, this guy's delusional. Like yeah. He said something like... I don't know. I forgot what the fuck he said about he was acting like he was some kind of a celebrity. And in my head, I go, oh, this guy's delusional. Yeah. I'm going to have fun with this. But then he faked falling down. He hit the mic. He was saying that racist shit. But it wasn't. You could be racist and still be funny. Yeah. It, but it wasn't. It was like he was trying to be offensive, but it wasn't. It was just weird. Like, there's no Jewish person offended by that joke. They were all like, what the hell is he talking yeah, about? Yeah, it's not even funny. Yeah, it's not even funny. It's not even funny. It's just ridiculous. And yeah, yeah. And then I was like, dudes, you got you got to light him. And he would not come off. He just kept going. And then his excuse was, well, I'm blind. I can't see the light. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Which was that? That was the funniest thing he said. <laughs> that is, yeah. And then and, and he, too bad he broke the microphone. <laughs> yeah. No one heard him. Uh, that's uh, interesting. But yeah, that's uh, that's comedy, man. That's that's how it is. It, it is weird though that in our in our job, yeah, there's always going to be weirdos, especially at open mics. You don't know what you're going to get. Well, I think to do comedy, you either have to really want to be a comedian or you have to be psychotic. So there's either you're event you're gonna get psychotic people. But we have a few psychotics, and you know them. Uh, we have a few psychotics in the scene or around the scene, right? That hover. Yeah. That we just all accept it. We're like, yeah. They're and they're crazy. good. Sometimes, Sometimes psychotics good, are. Yeah. yeah. There's a guy who. Uh, I mean, I don't want to call him psychotic because I don't. <laughs> I don't know. But from what I've been hearing, I mean. He's got a website and he claims the earth is flat. So, but dude, <laughs> I, I don't know if we're talking about the same person, he Matt Boylan. Yeah, dude, that guy was amazing. Yeah, he was one of the the best. I, here. I remember Mayo like when I was him. starting. Oh man, when I was starting, I would go watch um, a lot. Like I was saying, and that guy was like out of this world. Like he was so good, man. Like so funny and. It's like it didn't matter what was going on. Like nothing would throw him off. Like this guy was in an act. Like yeah. it was like that was that. Like he was on. He knew what he was doing. He's going out there, and it was just the best stuff ever. And now he's like gone uh, crazy or something. I don't know what. He I don't. Know, I don't want to say crazy because I don't know him enough. But yeah, he, uh, he would get banned repeatedly from different shows. He had me on one of his shows where he was. Um, it was early on in my career, like two years in. Uh, where he was painting, he was using body painting. Yeah, were you there? I th- well, no, but I think that's what he does now. That's yeah, he's like an so artist he, or whatever. He was like right in the middle, so yeah. he wanted me to do comedy. Like so I was in the middle. It, it was like this weird kind of arena style theater. So they were all on top. People were looking at me from on top, and I was on the bottom. Yeah, and there was paint all around me where he had these naked women painting, body painting ar- around. Yeah, and I was doing comedy. Uh, and then he was selling the pieces, the art pieces, and I, 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 I uh, gave fifty bucks for one of the pieces, yeah. but I never got it. Uh, <laughs> so that was fifty bucks down the drain. But uh, yeah, and, and he was really he was offending everybody. I remember at the time, but he was good, and he kept getting banned from different clubs for like short periods of time because he offended too many people. Yeah, and then at some point he just left, and then he came back online, and I was like, oh fuck, you know, Matt Boylan's there. And he changed his name to Powerland or whatever, and he started talking about how NASA's been lying to us, and the Earth is flat. Yeah. And I thought it was a gimmick at first, right? Yeah, but yeah, because like, that's what he yeah. he does. Like he he'd like full on make you think like that's what he, the way he is. But I was he's like, not. maybe yeah. this is a gimmick. He's yeah. been playing for years, like an Andy Kaufman type of shit. Yeah, and he's gonna come out and be like, you're idiots if you think the world is flat. Yeah, but then he started saying how he worked for NASA and he painted some shit and all that, and the Earth is flat. Dude, that would be funny if he came out like ten years later. 
was like, I was I, fucking yeah, with all, I was I gotcha. fucking with that would all be amazing. Of you. He'd be a legend. He's uh, he's at that level. He's yeah. at that level of the guy that I would be like, okay, he got us. Like he he was great. He, was he really wrote funny. great stuff. Yeah. He wrote stuff that Mike Mayo still talks about. Uh, I, oh man, he was he uh. was. I I remember seeing him like he did a thing like I think he was like in London, England, and he wrote something about I don't know what the river is in London, a river that's so polluted, and he just kept doing these jokes of like. The London River is polluted, <laughs> and then ever, he'd make the audience go, "How polluted is it?" <laughs> and then he would just have these punchlines that were so funny, man. Like it's such a hacky premise of like things to do, but the the punchlines were so funny and so out of this world that it was the best thing, like one of the best things I've ever seen. I was so it was great. Yeah, he was good. But to go back, I mean, not to say that uh, I just want to backpedal and say, not to say that new co- there are no good new co- like new comics that hustle. There are new comics. No, that there do are new comics. Yeah. There, there are a lot of new comics that hustle. Yeah, for Gab- sure. Little Gabriel Omassi, who I've known for a couple of years now. Okay, he's fucking. Uh, he's, he's a good kid. He's really funny, and he's he's got balls. Yeah, because he he'll do stuff, and um, you'll see him. And and Mike Carozza brought this up on the last. But he's like, oh, you think he's making a mistake, right? He it looks like he's making a mistake. But the fucker's not. He's yeah. this is well orchestrated. Yeah. And he has a good way of seeing comedy and he's hustling. Any show, he'll he'll do it multiple times a week, multiple times a night. He'll jump, he'll go watch. Last night I was at the nest. Yeah. I had the two 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 sets, right? The two shows. I saw him with his buddies, other comedians too from the scene, young ones, uh, after the show, and he just came to watch. Yeah. They weren't shooting the shit in the back. I didn't see them backstage. They didn't make their presence known to us. They came in, sat in the back, watched the show, and left. Wow. Yeah. And I haven't seen that. I used to do that with Mayo and stuff. We used to go around a lot, watch shows yeah. and leave, right? I don't have that many friends on comedy that like doing that with me, but I haven't seen that in a while. Like, normally they'll come and hang out in the back. They won't just watch us, right? Yeah, they won't watch the show. Yeah. They'll just come hang out and, and then just like chat or, you know, go out and Those smoke kids some... came and they fucking watch and they do it a lot. Yeah. Different clubs, they watch, they learn. Yeah, cool. That's good. Yeah. It's good. Good to see you, man, because that doesn't happen very often. No, no, no. You got you to do that, man. That's like the main thing is like you got to, I don't know. It's a different, uh, it's a different scene. Montreal's a different uh, place now. It's uh, it's changed a lot. And I don't know, I, I do shows, but I don't know enough about the the scene. I feel like I'm not out there as much as I, I should. People tell yeah. me I'm not out there. Carozzo was on the show telling me like that I'm uh, hard to understand. He's like, we don't know. We're like, are you are you in the scene? Are you not in the scene? Like, you're doing your own thing? You know, you're not. And I was like, fuck, I didn't know people saw me like that. Like, I'm clearly in the scene, right? Yeah. But it's because I don't hang out at these Well, because, yeah, you don't do, yeah, and, you don't do all those little shows, like, yeah. the, and the, and I don't, and I would like to do them. I just don't, I just haven't, like, got up and, and got out to do those little rooms as much because I don't have enough, like, I didn't, you know, I'm not really working on any new stuff that I would, but. It's good to do, man. It's good it's to good get out to and do. do. Th- yeah, there's a lot of those rooms. It's good that they're they're has, but it's it's different. It's not the same. It's like it's all newer people that are doing it, which is great. There's no like uh, there's no like established guys that are still on the scene that are hustling and doing those shows. Yeah, all the established guys that are on the scene that still live here uh, are always out of town. They're always traveling, yeah. so they're not really they don't come out. They don't do the shows, which I think is why it suffers because no, there's no one really to watch anymore to like go out and see unless the headliners That's a good on, point. on the on the weekends. I mean. You don't see any surprise drop-ins anymore. Yeah, you don't see people where it's... Uh, and that's what I love about Toronto, because Toronto is that kind of place where you'll go and it's like, there's great comedians that just, you know, pop in. Or like, there's everyone there works on something. They're working on a TV show or they've been in movies or they've written movies or they've, you know, like, so it's just uh, not everyone, but I mean, there are those guys that are there, you know? And it's just cool to see when you get out and watch a show and they're there and or you're on a show and they're there. It's like the, the bar is set. 
real high. So it's fun to do. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, I like that scene a lot. What about you? You're. Um, we've been talking about this since last year, but you got a show that hopefully is going to get fucking made. I'm oh, hoping. Hope people are hoping. Yeah. People, uh, the people are talking. No, the people are talking. No, no, it was in Variety. Yeah. There was a Variety article about this. Um, so, yeah, because you pitched last year, right? I remember when you were one of the, what was it, six people? Six. Ten. There was ten, ten. people that pitched during Just for Laughs. And you got, you were one of the, the winners. You were yeah. one of the, hey, we like this fucking idea. Yeah, so they the took auction, all ten. They, they, they took all they ten? They took all ten, yeah. Out of hundreds. Oh, yeah, they had yeah. Hundred, yeah, hundreds of submissions. So, ten we of you guys, like, they, they, optioned, uh, they optioned your idea. Yeah. They, uh, but now, we're, what are we in limbo? Like, yeah, just waiting. We're waiting to see what's happening, man. It's optioned. It's in. They they own the rights for a couple uh, more months, and then we'll see what happens, man. If they when, take it full on or not. If they don't take it, if they're like, yeah, you know, what comes we're back pass? to Papa, baby. When it comes back to Papa, yeah. is there leverage in uh, the fact that th- they optioned it for so long? Like, hey, these guys showed some interest. Maybe you need. Hey, I don't HBO. Know. I don't know. Uh, you need to come into this. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it works, man. I'm just. I, I'm winging everything I've done. All been winged. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing, man. You should start a war right now with um, the networks. You should go to different ones. Be like, look, they're optioning it right now. I can yeah. hold off for a couple of months as soon as I get it back and give it to you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not a bad idea to like hit up other people. I mean, I did. I mean, the thing is, I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know business that well. That's my main problem. I don't know movie business that well. Yeah, it's bi- business, dude. It's such a this whole like it is show business is what it's called. But we don't right. know business enough to know all these things. The business of show. Yeah, man. You need to know it. It's a lot, and I hate. I think that's the my my problem is like. Uh, Thankfully, everything I'm just winging is working because <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. And I, do, I, I can't, and I don't have the patience. Like, I've tried. I bought books on business. I've gotten maybe like 10 pages in, and I'm like, I can't. This is not you're, me, man. You're a creator. You're, you're, you're the artist. I can't guy. do it. You need I a manager. You need somebody to do the business shit for you. But you, you know what? Even managers don't do what you need to do to move ahead because you're not, you're not, like, a, you're not like a big name. Yeah. They have big names. My manager has big names who are like on television shows. So he doesn't give a fuck about doesn't you? Give, it's not that he doesn't give a fuck. If I call him and I ask him, he'll gladly sit on the phone and talk to me and tell me. But he's not going to go, uh, all right, this network's looking for something. Who do I got in my roster? And he's going to look at me who's <laughs> brought him like no money and be like, you know what? This is his break. No, he's going to look at who's at the top of his list, who yeah. makes money, like tons of money, is known. So that he's going to send them into that office, you know, because then they go, okay, I know who this person is. They're going to send me out there. That's why I don't have a manager. I can't hang up on myself. I'm there for me. (laughs) But you still need to be there. You know what he's there for is when I'm like, is this real? Like, is this how it works? And he's like, he'll answer me right away and he'll tell me what things are. You know, like if I have a question or if I need any advice or if I'm like, you know, what do I do in this situation? He'll tell me what to do because he's been there a bunch of times, you know. So that's the good thing about it, uh, and and that's what I like having him for is because he's and he's always like and he's always believed like everything since I've had like been working with him he's always believed everything I do he's like you know like believes in what I do and that's a good thing and that was a hard that's thing to find uh, is a hard thing to find I mean a lot of times it was I was uh, trying and he, he's the first guy to be like dude get out what are you doing get your camera get out there again what do you not why are you not shooting anything like, that's the kind of guy you he's need the by your first side. That, yeah that's exactly it he's that first guy like that's the the type of person i like i mean i've tried to uh, get agents uh or managers before and before i got 22 and it was just like they were like man you know yeah you haven't really done anything no nah, you know what no and then 
it got to the point where it's like, uh, well, we, I got one. I sat down with one after I did 22, and they were like, well, you know what? I don't feel comfortable sending you to anything uh, really, uh, maybe like background work. Would you want to do that? What and I was like, fuck? what the? Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Background work? I'm like, do I even need an agent for background work? Like, <laughs> isn't that like, don't they just have like fucking calls on yeah, Craigslist? Like, just yeah. show up and we'll give you money and a meal? Like, isn't yeah. that how it works? Like, That's all it takes. It, yeah, it was like, so I was like, why am I, what do I even need you for? I was like, no, it's not going to work. And I got to give you my money? Like, every. And I think it was more. I think it was like 15 or 20% or something. I was like, I can't give you 20% of everything I get myself. Like, you're not even working to get me stuff, you know? So it was like, yeah, I, I, I didn't go that. But this guy was really cool. And he uh, right away was like, uh, no, actually in Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And that's like the thing, too, with trying to get to the States. So uh, he's there to help. In LA, they were they were telling me like, "Hey, do you have a manager? Like, or do we just contact you?" Yeah, and it was funny because I never thought about it, but the reason why I don't have representation and it's me is because a couple of years ago, uh, when I was trying to look for an agent, but this was early on, like I kind of didn't need an agent at the time. It's not like now where I'm reaching, you know, a big audience. I'm doing stuff, and you could use me in, in, on some capacity. But I was looking. I was really polite. I was sending out emails to different like casting agents and different talent management. And there was one. I think it was Giggles Comedy. Okay. I think it was Giggles, this one, that the guy replied to me uh, after viewing one of my videos, and he said, like, he was kind of being an asshole. He's like, you swear too much, this and that. And yeah. I could have taken just that, but yeah. he's like, you're not Eddie Murphy. Why <laughs> do you think you could swear? So because he was such a dick, yeah. I replied to him, and I said, hey, listen, buddy. <laughs> uh, first of all, you replied to me in comic sense. Like, the, the font he used was comic. I go, what are you, 12? Like, write an essay? I go, what are you, a clown? Who does that? I go, how do you want people to take you serious as a fucking adult yeah. writing with comic sans? So I had this back and forth where I ripped him. And I was like, well, they're not going to represent me. And yeah. <laughs> and since then, I kind of backed off. And all the, the stuff I would get was through friends and comedy that I would meet. And uh, my buddy Rob, who kind of managed my career a bit because he knew some people yeah. for a bit. And he got me some good stuff. And then word of mouth and doing it myself, meeting like, you know, promoters, club owners and that and, and doing things on my own. And I haven't seeked, I haven't gone to seek out anybody to represent me or to help me out in years. Yeah. You know? I got used to doing it myself, right? I keep, oh, let me, how does this work? How do I get in, involved in this? How do I do that? And uh, I like it, right? I don't think yeah. it's the smartest thing to do because I remember when I was in LA, it was like, you don't have anybody representing you because there's a lot of shit that you don't know. Like you have to be in the industry to yeah. know and then reach out. So you're kind of at a disadvantage. You're putting right. yourself in a handicapped position. But I was like, look, I really don't know. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know how to go about it. I've gone into fights with these people. Uh, every time I reach out to somebody, they tell me to go fuck myself. They don't take comedy seriously. Yeah. So what do you want me to do? Yeah. You know, I have to do it myself. I'm not gonna yeah. sit back and cry. Yeah, you gotta do it yourself or until you find that right person, yeah. right? You gotta keep uh you gotta keep chipping away to find that right person or just do it yourself. Yeah, that's a uh, good for you. Doing it on your own, man. The, well the comic sans fuck guy everyone else. Yeah, fuck, fuck that, that comic sans. You know any Murphy. Like, well, is this guy serious right now? <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, you know what? Uh yeah, just do it on your own. I did that once. I I I screwed up something like that. But you, you know what? That's why, I don't, that's why I don't smoke pot. <laughs> that's why I don't smoke pot, man. I I'll like every once in a while, okay, maybe just like if I'm hanging out and it doesn't take much with me. But um Man, I, I got stoned and I was hanging out and it was like a club uh like a club owner and he was like uh uh he's like, Hey man, he's like or someone introduced me to him and then he goes and he was telling him like, Oh, he's done this, he's done TV, he's done this so he was like, Oh, well, we should get in touch. Uh 
but it's it was like a club is a club nobody likes you know oh. like that so oh, God. i don't want to say so the guy's I, like I, yeah. I think i know what club you're talking yeah, about he, yeah and he goes uh and he goes uh he goes oh, hold on let me give you a, a card i gotta get you a card maybe uh, contact me and he was like reaching for his card and he was like oh man do i have any uh hold on let me let me and i was like you know what, buddy don't worry I'll find you. <laughs> and I walked away like I was in some movie because yeah. I was stoned and I didn't know what I was doing. And then I, I was like, till this day, I'm like, what? I'll find you? What is that mean? idiot? <laughs> like, who says that to someone in like a position to hire me? Like, yeah, I'll find you, buddy. No worries. It was just because at the, at the time I was like, oh, they, they just had a bad rap in there. I just, I was like, yeah, I they don't want They still do. Yeah, they do, but I don't want to, I was, yeah, but it was like, yeah, I mean, now you kind of put those things aside, because everybody's got a bad story about everything, yeah, yeah. so. Well, he ripped me off for like $1,000, so a little over. Wow. So, yeah, so I, I have no sympathy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. And how did you go? What, you didn't do anything about that? It was, it was Mike Mayo's fault. He knows it. We, we. <laughs> We had addressed on the podcast. He it was a fucked up deal, and he was in charge of it. And then, um, oh, man, dude, we packed the room, and it was it was beautiful, right? It was like one of those times where like, oh, th- you know, we shouldn't have packed this room. How do we yeah. pack it, right? And the guy didn't do anything he promised he was gonna do in what we uh, kind of agreed to, right? Right. We did everything ourselves, self promoted tickets, all that shit, sold out, made money, got to pay Darren Henwood who was hosting, and then we had like a thousand something left over. Uh, for us, I guess, you know, yeah. after expenses. Yeah. And we're like, nice, this is perfect. And then he came up and said, actually, you know, the way Mayo said it, this is mine. What? And I was like, you motherfucker. And Mayo was like, oh, well, I didn't really understand uh, this and that. And uh, dude, we were, I, me and Tenderloins wanted to kill him. Is this David Rain? <laughs> dude, fuck that guy. So what happened was, um, yeah, so we had, it was a Rialto, right? So I still kind of, it's not that I hold a grudge, but I'm just remembering that. Oh, hold a grudge. Here's what happened. That guy's poison in this community. We had a deal, we had a deal with, uh, (laughs) we had a deal with, uh, with him, which was, we have the room upstairs. He had given us a good, a good price on it. And uh, as far as I understood, he wasn't going to collect anything else apart the bar or some shit like that. Um, We, he was supposed to put our, the, the thing on the marquee, right? The marquee, make tickets for us, put us on the website to help us out, right? Yeah. He did not put the marquee up till the day before we went to the place and asked them to put it up. Wow. They didn't knew nothing about it. Didn't print the same tickets. I had to order tickets last minute online, custom-made tickets. I paid out of my pocket, right? I made like 200 tickets. Uh, and we were nowhere on the website. There was no online ticket sales available. I had to drive around the city to people who would ask for tickets. Random people, strangers, bro. Strangers that would find us on Facebook, uh, on the group thing, on the event. Yeah. Go to people I don't fucking know, yeah. right? With money in hand and try to give them tickets and not get ripped off. It was the weird, it was like a fucking drug deal uh, yeah. situation. Hustling for two weeks trying to get all done. Did nothing. We get there. Uh, I go upstairs. We had told him how many people were expecting. We sold tickets. He set the room up for about 50 people. And we're like, yo, what the fuck is this? People are coming in an hour, right? Yeah. And there's not enough room. He's like, ah, oh, no, don't worry about it. Are you crazy? Where are they going to fucking sit? So luckily, a lot of people from Park X came first, all my friends. And they saw us panicking. And so they came and people, audience members, were helping us bring tables from another room, yeah. chairs, trying to set it all up, right? This guy's doing shit all now. So that's happening. We're freaking out. Then my buddy Legacy, who was running the tickets for us in front, because we trusted him not to rip us off. We yeah. didn't want any any of uh, the other guys' people. Uh, he was running the Yuck Yucks downstairs. So people were trying to come in. And like, oh, we're here for the comedy show, the Dirty 30, this and that. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's downstairs. So he was bringing people that, that had tickets for us. Oh, and he was sending them downstairs to his the club. Yucks. 
dude, yeah. I've seen him do that guy's. Uh, so what happened? This what is happened? why people need to say his name on things so, so, so because what, he's terrible and see, nobody should work with him so, ever. So yeah. So what happened was at that point. Now remember, I'm up. I'm trying to rehearse and trying to you know get ready this and that. Yeah. And I'm like, where the fuck are these people? So there's some people missing, right? So Legacy, who saw him do it to one person, I love goes that you have downstairs. A friend named Legacy. <laughs> he goes down yeah. in the club like doesn't give a fuck. He's like, get the fuck. <laughs> what? He didn't pay for it. He gets in and he starts asking me. He's like, hey, are you here for the dirty thirty? He's like, yeah, yeah, we are. Like this is the wrong fucking place. It's upstairs. Fuck this place. You come with me. So and then the room emptied out downstairs because most of the people that were yeah. fucking there were coming for our show. Yeah. So they all came upstairs, right? Yeah. So they come up. We finally start the show Jesus, late, sorry. mind yeah. you, because of what happened with the seating and all that shit what that the, the guests, fuck? the Jesus. fucking people who paid for tickets helped us set up, right? Park Xers. Yeah. We do the show. It's all good. Uh, I'm like, okay, so this is how it's going to We had like a thousand something left over. And we after we paid Darren Henwood, right? Because he, he was hosting. So I wanted him to get paid first. Yeah. And then we'll, because uh, we organized amongst ourselves. And I thought we were giving him like 400 bucks for the room or something. And then he's like, well, no, I told Mike Mayo it's going to be like a thousand something and we're going to do this, this, and this. And then I argued, I was like, well, hold on. Even if that was your deal with him, I go, I don't know why Mayo would agree to that. If it was your deal, you agreed a thousand dollars for this, the marquee, the website, the tickets. You didn't do any of that. You didn't even set yeah. up the fucking room. Yeah. Why would you get full billing on what he said, you know? Yeah. So I started this whole thing and he was like, oh, I was going to call the man and, and the people that own it and this whole mess. And I was just like irate. And then uh, this girl that I was seeing at the time, there was this whole fight that happened, so I had to leave. And uh, I, we lost. Like I'm the one who really lost in that because I put a lot from my pocket that I never got back. Yeah. But it, I was just like, really, you did this to to a bunch of kids at the time, especially that filled up a room, right? Yeah. Filled up a room. Um, you try to steal people, bring them downstairs to your club, do all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, dude, that's the way he is. He's and a since, dirty, sleazy I, I, person. And I've been trying to be civil since, you know. But I'm just no, like, don't, I always because you like, know what? Because other people are getting scammed, and nobody's are they still getting scammed. Of course, man. Yeah. I I don't know what's happened. I heard I heard someone say that he uh will fight. Like, let's say you're producing a show. I think it's happened in Cornwall. Someone said there's a show in Cornwall, and he called up. Uh, the people that put on the show, and he was like, "How much do they charge you to put on that show?" He goes, "I'll do it for this much." Oh shit! Yeah, and he and he would he takes now he's getting booked like he's booking shows in other places or at places, basically just undercutting everyone, and that's what and he's the worst because his shows are terrible and he puts people that are not even real comics on the show, yeah. so he's selling the idea that it's a comedy show to people that are want to put on a comedy show, and then he brings out terrible acts and. Uh, people are coming to see this, and then afterwards, when they get ripped off, and they go, "Well, this wasn't real. Like, I paid all this money. Why didn't I see like a good comedian?" <laughs> and and now next time, you think they're gonna go see a comedy show? No, they're gonna. You know what? I'm not gonna go see comedy because I got ripped off last time. Like, I didn't. The show sucked. Comedy sucks. That's what people <laughs> have in their mind because of that, man. Like when they go see those shows, that guy. I've seen him. Uh, I saw him do that at uh, at his club, not one that was at the Rialto at the at the privateer or whatever. Oh, right, right, right. And I was there. I was doing a guest spot, and I was I was waiting. I was sitting around uh, with Dulger, and we we're waiting. And some guy comes in, and he goes, "Is this John Doe?" He's like, "I'm looking for the comedy works." He goes, "Is this John Doe?" And and he goes, "Yeah, right this way. You here for the comedy show?" And he goes, "Yeah." Oh, and he goes, wow. "All right, it's fifteen dollars." Takes his money, and he goes, "It's right in there." It sends him in. The guy comes out, we're like, both Doug and I look at each other like, did that just really happen? Like, did he just scam a guy and told him that he was a different club? Oh, God. And we're outside and we're like, Doug was smoking and we're just talking. I'm like, I can't believe that just happened. Like, what a scam artist. Like, that's crazy. How do you do that to someone? And this guy, the guy comes walking out and he's like, 
scratching his head and he's like looking around and then i'm like dude are you lost and he goes yeah i'm looking for john doe i'm just supposed to like go see my friend do comedy at the comedy works and i'm like yeah dude it's the next block over and the guy was like are you kidding me that guy just tried to fucking scam me and tell me to, and i was like yeah that's what he just did to you <laughs> like that's how dirty he is man like oh, and anyone who's doing shit like that uh i don't think anyone should not talk about him i don't think anyone should just stop and not say anything because uh he's they're ruining people that do that ruin comedy in this city they ruin it for any city any city that there's someone that does that is ruining comedy and if people don't say anything uh people continue to go see shows and they get ripped off and they're going to see shows that are not there's not real comics on it uh he's just he's just undercutting everyone and and ripping everyone off you know and that's a terrible thing if you're not you're not speaking up about it we're all getting fucking ripped off over here and he's ruining it for us because like, like I said, like you want to put on a show and someone's like, oh, you know what? I saw comedy once. It was terrible. I'm not going back. So you're making, uh, it really makes the city look shitty. And he puts on a lot of shows, man. So he puts on a lot of shows in this city. And, and it's only a matter of time before enough people go to shows that eventually get pissed off at comedy. You go, I'm not coming to see comedy anymore because the last time I paid 20 bucks, it was I, like some guy who's like fucking just talked to the audience for 17 minutes and didn't even have one joke. I, oh, I've seen some terrible stuff on those. Uh, yeah, on so those it's shows. not a good thing, man. That's a terrible thing. To, to This was years ago when it happened to, to us, but it was, uh, man, I remember how pissed I was. But the thing is, me and Tenderloins were mostly mad at Mayo because the problem is we, we made him responsible for handling that deal, right? So we kind of... And again, fuck Mayo. Don't go see... Oh, no, 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 but... No, no, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, May- but Mayo, no, like, don't ever sign in to doing a comedy no, no. show with Mike Mayo. No, but no, he I'm knows. Just no, but what's funny is that uh, Mayo, Mayo. The good thing funny. about Mayo is that he owned up to it. He's like, yeah. listen, guys, I'm sorry because you know I should take responsibility. Like I, but the thing is, right? Mayo but he got take, taken advantage yeah, exactly, of also. It's exactly. not his fault. That's yeah. the thing. And so that's, at the time we we're like, oh, Mayo, you should. But then we sat down, and thought about it. We're like, wait a second, this guy didn't deliver on anything he promised. Yeah, man, anything. he's a scam artist, and he just took all our money, dude. He's he a scam artist, and he was trying to steal people from the club. We didn't get anything from the booze nothing we basically just worked our asses off yeah to give him money yeah exactly what you yeah. did and that's yeah. a terrible thing i can't believe that he that's that's him though he's a scam yeah. artist dude anyone that tells people to come out to a show so you he'll teach you how to be an extra in a movie <laughs> uh like he was he does every shady thing he could do in the book man that's what he does yeah he knows what he's doing so it's like uh will people like shy away about mentioning his name or saying anything no it's me it's mostly because He's an old guy, and I'm like, ah, who cares? Fight with this guy, like, old guy. Do? He's been. That's even worse. He's been doing it for so long. Yeah, you're right. You know what? You're right. I'm wrong in this. He's case. been doing right. it for so long, and and people that do that stuff, like, uh, you know, there's enough. I don't. I don't know. I I I get why people don't want to say anything because they don't want like for whatever reason they just don't want to talk. You know, like they don't want to get caught or in trouble or. Oh, whatever. I don't give a shit about that. But me, it's, me it's, uh, it's more of like like what am I gonna do? I'm gonna argue like. I, I no, but it's good to tell other people so that people stop. I do. Like I see, I if somebody s- asks me, and somebody has asked me, "Hey, this guy asked me to do a show," and I tell them exactly what it's like. I go, "Look, people that are going to the shows are not expecting comedy; they're expecting to be part of a movie. So the second you get on stage and they have to wait, they're going to get restless. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, when, when do I sign up for the X Men? Uh, yeah, because I've been on a show like that years ago where he had brought yeah, people he's, on, yeah, and he's like, I packed the room, I got in there, and I was ready to do comedy, and I'm doing it. And then I asked because during my set, I, I was. I started with two jokes that at the time were hitting hard, and I noticed it didn't hit too hard. Yeah. And I asked the audience, I go, hey, man, what are you here for? Like, were you here for comedy? And the guy, oh, I'm here for the meetup 
uh, I'm here to be part of the X-Men movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I started laughing. I was like, are you fucking insane? Yeah. Like, does this look like we're filming the X-Men? You yeah, moron? or he'd get, like, uh, singles, like, uh, lonely singles, yeah, like, trying to meet to people. Me yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You get them to, to come out. I'm here to meet someone, so come I'm going to talk to this people girl. at this comedy show. So then I just show. stopped doing it. I was like, this yeah. is weird, man. It's yeah, but every time I, I still run into comics or uh, that are doing, uh, that will, like, oh, he asked me to do a show. I'm like, dude, stop doing his shows. Because he's uh, he don't do sh- you're only helping him, you're only helping him yeah. by doing his shows. You know, I'm like, not, I haven't done in years. Don't do his shows, and I don't know why people do his shows because you're gonna be on there with like seven other people that are horrible. Horrible. Why are you doing his shows? Why are you going for what? Like, well, 50 me and Tenderloins got into a fight actually on this podcast uh, a month and a half ago. He's like, yo, I'm trying to get back into it. You know, I haven't been on, so I went and did a show. And Mayo's like, are you fucking stupid? Who did it? Tenderloins. Okay. Andy Tenderloins. And he's like, he's like, dude, nobody else was putting me on. I haven't done it in a while, right? I couldn't get even on the Nest open mic. So he was the only one having me on. Yeah. And Mayo's like, are you dumb? Like, what are you doing? Was yeah. it another meetup? He's like, yeah, it was full of fucking weirdos that don't want to be there, don't know what they're doing. Then there's weirdos going on stage. Yeah. Goes, but... I just wanted to get some stage time. And a lot of comics, they'll do anything for stage time, right? That's Look, what, if you're doing it for stage time, you want to practice some stuff and you don't have a personal beef, go ahead. But like for me, I don't need... I get enough stage time. I get weekends, but I don't need to to do deal with him for, for stage time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I try not to. I just... It has to do with fear of fighting. I just, it's just like, ugh, he's an old guy. What am I going to do? You know what I mean? Like, I'm already sick of arguing with people on the internet. Like, I'll post something and people start fighting with me. Yeah. Like, I'm going to fight with, with an old man. Like, what? Yeah. Know, like, and you're right, though. It is stupid on my part because it's like, yo, fuck him, right? But I'm, ever since then, because we spent so much time being blaming Mayo, <laughs> even though it wasn't his fault, he got played. Yeah. Um, he just got hustled. He got out hustled. Uh, I guess I kind of forgot about it. It's always in the back of my mind, but it's not actively there. So it's not like when I see him or I hear about him, I'm like, oh, that motherfucker, I don't have that anger in me. I forget about it. And then somebody mentions something and I remember. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, he did fuck me over. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. It's just, it, it, it's not residual, you know? Yeah, like, of course. Yeah, yeah. You, just, you just put it aside. I know, for sure. But yeah, it's just, uh, I honestly, I never, uh, it's only like a couple months ago that I started, like, every time someone would mention him, I'm like, don't do that, guys. <laughs> Because I'm like, everyone's you just ruining comedy in the city. You know what really pissed me off is that comedy has just become a place... Uh, I feel like there's a lot of... Uh, there's too many bad shows. There's too many bad shows, yeah. and and uh, I'm tired of, like, uh, just, like, brushing them off. When people mention them, like, I don't care. I'm not, like, on a crusade to end all the bad shows. But when someone's like, oh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, like, stage time. It's just, you get stage time, and it's like, yeah, but if you're doing a... It's a bad show. Like, don't do those bad shows, because... People are getting money. You're not getting yeah. paid. You're not you're getting like, paid. That, that's bring, the other thing. It's just like, oh, is man. If I, now, same thing. Nobody like, makes money in stand-up anymore. Nobody like, makes there's money. No but you money. know why nobody makes money in stand-up? Because there's all these, there's 50, 60 comics here who, who aren't good, who are willing to do these shows right. that for free. Exactly. So that's what's the, killing it. So these kind of promoters, they're like, well, I'm going to pocket this whole, all this exactly. money. Exactly. Because these, there's these so these many people willing to here. do it just for stage and time. they're garbage. Like I've been, I remember back in the day. That's what, man. There was a time where I was doubting. I was like, should I keep doing this? And it wasn't because I wasn't feeling good about my act, but it, it's because I was doing a lot of those shows, and I was like, this is horrible. You yeah. know what I mean, like I did this this bar or whatever. I don't want to. The guy's a nice guy, you know. But I did this this bar show, and it was just like one person there. I think it was his aunt. 
And I was like, what the fuck is this, man? This is weird. <laughs> so then I made fun of him, like when yeah. I was on stage, and the aunt was mad, and like the two gamblers that were in there on the machines were pissed off at me. And I was like, what is happening? Like, this is what the careers come to. So I stopped doing all that stuff. Yeah. Like, I'll do clubs, I'll do shows that people put put on, like people that I know, like, hey, you want to Yeah, come if it's on? like a mic or yeah, something, yeah. okay. I'll yeah, do yeah, it, yeah, I'll yeah. have fun, but but these sketchy ass. Yeah. Ugh, I, I'm done with it. I don't do it no more. Yeah, it's not worth the time or effort or, you know, like to get out there and do those. Uh, and it's just again, it's people making money off of uh, off of everyone else and not not kicking anything back. Yeah, that's the thing. And, and I don't. Then you have these good owners, like you have like David Acker. Yeah. Who fucking? Who's a nicer owner than him? Like. Uh, that oh, I don't think with. there is a nicer owner. I don't he, think any like anyone that's. Uh, man, that guy's like just down to earth. He's he, a com- he's a com- he's a funny guy. He's, he's a, a comic. He's a comedian, so he's a nice yeah. person. He understands it. He's not he, trying to rip you off. No, he's not like no, no. a con Dude, artist businessman. He is the most fair. Sometimes I, I feel like I'm like, man, you're, you're paying me way too much too for fair. the time. Yeah, dude. I've heard him... Last uh, night, I think he overpaid me. You know, I was like, come on, man. Like, for what I did? I Yeah, I've heard him, like... Um, there was a comic from Toronto who came in, did the weekend, and then was supposed to stay for the Sunday show. And he... Uh, uh, could Okay, so the comic couldn't stay, couldn't, couldn't end up doing the Sunday show, had to head back. Uh, just because the person they were with was leaving on the Sunday, so they couldn't, they would have lost a ride. Yeah. And David was like, "How how much is a train ticket? I'll I'll pay your train ticket." Bought a train ticket to set for so they can leave after the show uh, on a Sunday, like Sunday night or whatever. Leave after the show and head back to Toronto. Who would so do it that? Co- exactly. Who would do that? And it costed him like more. Yeah. Than, yeah. I mean, wouldn't. you're only making, I think it's like, uh, what is it, 50 bucks or whatever you're making on the Sunday show yeah. to do like a 12 minute spot. Yeah. Uh, and it cost him, it cost him like double the price. It cost him like 100 bucks to send him back to Toronto. So it's like, he, that he's the type of guy that doesn't care about losing a little money if he's got to keep someone happy or yeah, like be able to I, keep it going. And that's what it takes. And look at his club. Yeah, it's always packed. It's He's, packed now. People like it. The comics it's are having fun. It's that extra effort. It's like, you know what? It's not always about just being stingy and going, I got to make all this money. It's like, sometimes you'll take a little hit. I even heard another comic tell me that from, uh, they came from the States. I think it came from LA. And they they were, they were called him and they're like, look, I'm not going to make the Thursday. I can't make the Thursday. The flight was canceled. They just cl- canceled the, because I think it was a red eye they were taking. And there was not enough people on it. So they just canceled the flight. And he's like, I can't get out there. And he goes, well, what is it going to take to get you out? And uh, and he was like, look, they said they can get me, they get me there, but it's going to cost us much more because I got to fly somewhere else now. It was like a thousand bucks or something. Jeez. And he paid it. He paid it to get them back, to get them in town on time to do the Thursday show. Like that's the type of person, uh, you know, it was insane. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, when does that ever happen? Most people would just be like, well, screw you, you whatever. Like, they'd hold it against you. Like, you know, like, if it's your they fault. May, yeah, it's your fault. Like, you didn't get to there on time or for whatever reason. Or, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's not, even if it's not your fault, they'll probably hold a grudge. Like, ah, oh, the fucking asshole can make it on time, you know? But this guy's the first guy that's like, okay, well, what do we need to do? Relax. What do we need to do? I'll, don't, I'll take care of it. And his club is killing right now yeah. because of that, because he has that model of like, because if the if the people that are performing are happy, it's like a regular business. If your employees are happy, it's going to be a great business. So when you go do his his club, like I'm always happy to do it. I'm like, yeah. this is the like I'm I'm going to get to hang out with people I like. This is a good place. I like it here. I love everyone that works there. It's awesome. I, so you show up and you're in a good mood already. Of course you're going to have a good show. You know what's funny is uh, so he sends me he sends me an email. Um, on Thursday or Wednesday to go do the Thursday show, right? Yeah. And I couldn't make it. I, you know, I was recording a podcast the next day. The timing didn't work. 
And I hate telling him no, right? And I was like, fuck, I can't make it. You know, he's like, oh, it's all right. You know, you're busy. You can't this and that. So I get an email the next day, Thursday. He's like, hey, you want to come uh, do two spots? Like, you know, uh, eat, uh, for both shows on a Friday? Like right away. Because he knew, I guess he knew that it bugged me that I couldn't be the day before. Yeah. So I replied. I go, <laughs> I go on Thursday. I'm like, oh, fuck, thanks, man. Because I honestly felt really bad that I couldn't make it. Like I wanted to be there. And he goes, well, it's sold out. So you should feel bad. He goes, yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, but I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. But it was just so funny. He's like, yeah, well, it's sold out. And the crowd's hot. So you should feel bad. Yeah. It was just, and you know, he doesn't, he doesn't hold grudge or anything. He's always, he supports, he sent, uh, he sends good stuff my way. He sent this like, um, this charity that they're doing. He's like, uh, they were asking for someone and it's like, oh, I know a guy. And he sent him my email and all that. He takes, he takes care of his comics um, he's friendly like you, you know there's certain owners like fuck I hope he's not at the club when I go there you know I don't want to see him whereas him it's a, everybody's like hey where's David yeah you know? exactly it's true it, yeah it, it's so it's so strange and I never noticed it until I started working at other clubs other cities and I'm like fuck it people always avoid the owner yeah you know and him yeah. anytime I walk in and it's not just me I see other comics like hey is David here where's David where's, yeah you know, he's gonna say something funny he's gonna be friendly to you he'll give you feedback you'll be like fuck I don't know if that worked and he'll be like well uh, you know if you ask him and he'll I don't know. He's um, something else. He's I've never dealt with any owner or club owner like him. Yeah. And you wish they'd all be like that. Sadly, they're not. Yeah. But the fact that me, you, a lot of other people are lucky enough to to be working there and be getting spots there and doing weekends. Yeah. Uh, dude, we're in a way better position than fucking the majority. Yeah, man. Of it's a, it is a great thing to to have that. And that's you know why we were talking about comics not coming out or like uh, you know not being pushed to work hard harder. Uh, Again, maybe it's just a thing that because he he's very it's not necessarily that is he won't push them like he won't push them the way that like Jimbo would push you. Jimbo would just like neglect you. So then you're like, oh man, why does he hate me? <laughs> David will legitimately be nice to you and yeah. help you and tell you things. Uh, and I think people just I might take it differently and they're like, oh, like you know, they, they might think like maybe he just doesn't like me, but he says he likes me. I don't know. Maybe it's more confusing. You know, like, I feel like Jimbo just hated you yeah. and you wanted to do better. But you're like, if David doesn't book you and he's just, and we're like, but he's nice to me. Why does he not want to book me? Uh, it's not like if you sit down and talk to him, he'll actually tell you why. Like, he'll yeah. tell you, well, this is why. Or I think you need to work harder on this or that. And he's but people fair. get discouraged on that. I think when no, you're more, they when you're, I, I know, but people, when, you, when you're more honest with them, people get discouraged. and like, oh, man, I guess he just really doesn't like me. And they no, don't come that's around. that's not what he says. Newer comics. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Newer yeah. Comics, yeah, because they're always expecting to be rosy. You right, know I mean? exactly, and that's uh, that's a it's just a different uh, approach that he takes. But he's still the same. He is uh, he is. If there is anyone in this city that's left that to look up to, and and yeah. uh, it is him, I and think. who's fair too. Yeah. Well, you know what he has? I don't know if I don't know if he's realized it, but he has like the professional sports team of of comedians because he has all these big headliners every week. There, there's somebody big coming, right? He doesn't yeah. have like nobody half asses it, right? Yeah. And then he has a farm team, right? Yeah. And he molds you. He makes sure you're right. ready. He'll throw you a little spot here, a yeah. little spot there. You know, helps you mold, tells you if something. And then when he's comfortable with you, he'll throw you in there. Like he'll send you an email. He's like, "Yo, I, I need somebody tonight." Yeah. I tr I've learned. I trust you. Go up there. You know yeah. what I mean? He doesn't... That's it. He, You've trained. He's trained you for so long. He's given you a spot here, a spot with this type of comic. Let's see how he does with this crowd. Let's see. He's given you all the tests without telling you. Yeah. And then you notice later, I, I learned myself, he saw me getting comfortable and doing a lot of stuff. And then during the, the Scholar weekend, he's like, I want you to host this weekend. I was like, I don't host. He's like, nah, I think it'll work. Yeah. I think it'll work. And he, and he gave me some tips. 
and he put me to host. And then he's like, "You see, it worked." Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, but it, you know, it was nerve wracking. I didn't think I was gonna do." it. He's like, "No, no, I, I, I knew you do. Well. I knew you would do well." Yeah. Do it. He has this system, you know, and, he, and he's telling yeah. me he won't put you in a place where he feels like you're not gonna excel. You know, he's yeah. letting you grow. He's seen you enough to know that you could do well, even if you don't believe in yourself at the it, moment. Exactly. He's like, "You could do it." How I've many people you can it. you say would do that as owners or as promoters? Nobody. No one. No one even because no one would take the time to do that. Yeah. They would just go, you know what? I got a guy. He'll do it. Or I got a girl. She'll do it. And that's it. And they don't. They don't even. They don't even care to like help anyone out. That I mean, there are some that probably that might. But uh, I find a lot of them are a lot of them. You got to like fucking keep bugging them. You got to yeah. keep like. Otherwise, they don't even pay attention. And he's the type of guy that will actually go out of his way to pay attention and help you move forward. Yeah. So it's a. I think he's probably the only guy left in the city. We're all doomed. No. We're all doomed. <laughs> well, we don't really have. And we no. mentioned it last time. We don't really have a big. Uh, English-speaking community here. What are they, 150,000, 200,000? I don't know. I heard someone say something like that. Like, it's... Uh, Small. Yeah, like 200. Uh, someone was telling me, like, uh, I think it was uh, uh, Dan, I forget his full name he owns. He's, like, the part owner of Yucks in Ottawa, and he was telling me that he was looking, when he, when he was looking to open a club uh, or to partner with someone in a club because he partnered with Howard in, in Ottawa, and he was saying... Uh, he was thinking about Montreal because he loves Montreal, but he was like the he was like I was so surprised the English market in Montreal is it's small. smaller than the amount of people in in Ottawa, yeah. which is crazy. But yeah, it's a very small dude. There's no one left here. Everybody left. Everybody left. There's no one left here. We're the only two assholes sitting <laughs> sitting on it, fucking in in some office on the side of a highway that's half <laughs> half holding on. Yeah, it's ready yeah. to fall into the ground and disappear. We're the last uh, ones left. Everybody left. Everyone left. The city uh, died. Like a lot of the uh, Anglophone community left. So that's another thing that kills uh, comedy. Obviously, is there's no audience, and it's uh, it's tough, man. It's not it's not fun being in a place. I think, like I was saying, it's a great place to work uh, to get good because it's not easy. Because it's not easy. There's not a lot of people you're gonna get in front of audiences that are pissed off because some guy yelled at them because they spoke the wrong language to them on the way to the, to the show. There's like, there's always some. Or they sat in traffic for an hour and a half to get there. Like, it's they're hard audiences because they're miserable. They're miserable people. So it's a good place to get good. Uh, but then when you get to a certain level, you're like, I need I need a lot of people to see me. Yeah. And I got to get somewhere where there's a lot of people. And it's not here. Uh, you know, like, that's why everyone gets to a level and they leave and they go to Toronto. And now a lot of people are leaving and going to the States because you get to a point where you're just like, I got to get I got to get in front of more people. And this is not it. There's not enough people here. Which it makes it interesting. I mean, like we have the biggest English comedy festival in the world here, and but that's once a year. It's once a year. But even at that, I I I don't know. Like, and I'm sure if I'd ask anyone there, they probably wouldn't tell me the real truth. But I wonder how they're doing. I wonder how the, what the numbers are. I want. It looks great every year. I think they're doing great. But I'm curious to know. Like on the business side of it. Like not not. I don't care. I'm not here to judge people and be like, wow, it sucks. Uh, they do an amazing job and they bring in like crazy names. But I want to know, I want to know, I, like on the business side of it, I'm super interested to know like what are the numbers? Have they been going down? I am too, which is why I invited them on the podcast. Yeah. And they said they'll do it. Yeah. I'm just waiting to get organized. Uh, I'm going to reach out again this week. 
Yeah. See if we could reach a time where they could come in. There's two of them that are supposed to come in. Um, so yeah, because I was super excited because we only see things at least on on my. But podcast, again, it's something they one, won't tell. I don't think they'd well, say. Well, they're not going to give me the numbers. A, yeah, on a I'm business more side. I'm curious about how it works. I mean, you know, you got to see thousands of comics a year. At some point, you got to be getting jaded, right? And and just organizing it, dude. Just imagine from our point of view, we see how big it is. Like, oh, how the fuck do you do you yeah. do it from the inside? You know what I mean? Uh, mir- the, miracles, miracles. Yeah, yeah, they do. No, it's crazy. It's insane how 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 much work. So I'm curious, and nobody ever documents that. So I want to document. That yeah. I want to be on a podcast where people are going to be like, "Holy shit, that's how it's done!" God damn. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy, man. All these uh, different box offices and they're connected together, and then you have a pass here and a ticket there. Well, how you could just you could just see it every year when you see, like because we all know people that work for the festival, yeah. and when you see them during the festival, they all look like they're about to just melt. Dude, <laughs> they're so exhausted. You're like, yeah, this is a lot of work because they're all ready to just like fall over. Oh, there's something I keep forgetting to talk about. Um, during the during the festival last summer, uh, I was going to the airport. I was com- I was going to pick up my girlfriend. She was coming back from the states, and I'm there and I'm walking around. I'm pacing, and this girl with a just for laughs T-shirt and a sign where just for laughs sees me and starts talking. She's like, hey, you know this and that. Uh, I'm here for just for laughs, and I was like, okay, that's pretty funny. Uh, what are you doing here? She's like, oh, I'm here to pick up a comedian, right? Yeah. And I'm looking at her, and I joke. I'm like, oh, I have my own car, man. I'm here to pick somebody up, too. <laughs> and she looks at me, she's like, you're a comedian. Like, in a weird way. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I go, who are you picking up? She's like, I don't know. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, they brought me here. They told me, you know, go pick him up. I have the car outside, this and that. Yeah. I'm supposed to pick up a comedian. From where? She's like, I think he's coming in from New York. I was like, are you fucking joking right now? You have no idea who you're picking up. Like, it could be Bill Burr. It could be... Uh, yeah, know, they don't know, man. They're, they're just going to pick up a, a I comic. Go, but you, they have, she has no sign that's saying it's for this person. She has a shirt that says just for laughs. She has yeah. a little thing with her. And I was like, how the fuck are you going to know who it is? Like, do you know? And it was like, so if I had just come up to you now yeah, yeah. and I said, hey, thank you for picking me up, you would just put me in the car? She's like, yeah. Uh, and I have some celery back there or something if you need. I was like, you're fucking insane. Who runs this? <laughs> Who runs this shit? This yeah. is insanity. Yeah. She's like, I don't know. It's just how it is. They told me to come down here and I'm supposed to bring you downtown or if you want to a hotel. I'm like, no, not me. Stop saying as if it's from here. I'm yeah. picking somebody else up. I go, you're not from me. I go, good luck picking up whoever it is that you're fucking picking up. But that started to pique my curiosity. I was like, that's fucking crazy. How disorganized is that? Like, that's not, the girl has no idea what the fuck she's doing. Yeah, I mean, that could have been just like an isolated thing where it's like last minute someone just came in and they forgot to send someone and they were just like, run down there, she send has no whoever. Idea. Yeah, I yeah. wonder who it was. And I wonder yeah, there's how so that, many. Yeah, that went, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there was also the tennis shit happening, the Rogers Cup. Right. So it was all kinds of like famous tennis people coming into it at the same time. Right. So it was just hilarious. I was like, oh, this is going to be fun for this girl. <laughs> yeah. She's scared of losing her volunteer job. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna lose that volunteer gig she won't be able to put on her cv yeah it's hilarious <laughs> volunteer work I was like you're not even getting paid yeah and then she kept mentioning the celery and i was like nah man i don't want like i'm gonna come celery? to a car with you while you're waiting for something i'm waiting for somebody to eat celery from the back seat like are you why are we bringing this up she kept talking about celery like she's like oh if, if you're hungry if the person she the person <laughs> she picked up is hungry i have some celery in the back which i should have eaten because i haven't eaten all day and i'm kind of hungry like, that's a weird sentence to drop on me you yeah. know what i mean like i don't and she's like why are you hungry you know you have some celery or whatever i was like well, we're gonna leave here like and go to the car what if 
who I'm waiting for, who you're waiting for shows up, and we're not here because we're in the car eating celery. I go, like your 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 thought process is is flawed, you know. And she's like, I don't even know who I'm here for. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, and, I, and that always uh, I forgot about that for a while. But I, I imagine the festival yeah. doesn't uh, do those things on purpose. No, uh, there's no way. It's not a yeah. It's a, although it would have been funny if it was like a just for laughs gag. Could you imagine if it was just hazing of a new volunteer yeah so like i just send her to the fucking airport tell her to pick somebody up yeah and see who she comes back with yeah <laughs> dude that who knows there's all sorts of that. i would do funny. that if yeah, i had the power funny. to fuck with people to that capacity yeah dude. without hurting them like without breaking, hurting them, yeah. breaking their hearts right that's what that's the thing now you can't offend anyone you can't break their hearts but this is insane there's no uh you can't do that remember those days when like people would like be bullies Remember that? Does that still exist? There's still bullies, but uh, it's on the other spectrum now. That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Now you're a bully for bullying everybody. Although I guess now with the the I guess with Trump, everyone be like, "Yeah, bullies exist." Look at the president. Yeah, but you know the thing is, he's a bully, right? Yeah. But then anybody who supports him or sees anything similar to his views are okay or whatever, you start bullying them. Yeah. So how the fuck do you kill bullying? I think by they're, bullying? I think both sides, yeah, are bullying they're just each bullies. other. They're, yeah, they're just, just bullying yeah. each other. They're they're not trying to like. If you have a different I mean, opinion, granted, the stuff he says is ridiculous. It's completely so, insane. Yeah, that shit crazy. Yeah, it's it is ridiculous. So I think people get to a point where they don't know what else to do or say. Like they don't know how how to go about it other than like just yell and freak out. Because it's pretty crazy. But just getting... And all, the other thing is, I feel like people are getting way too comfortable labeling everybody a racist or a homophobe. Yeah. Or they're just labeling. Like, but you dude, where, it's, a, where, it's the way the world is now. It's just how it is. And that's why it's... it's look at this. You want me to show you something right if, here? If you, if look you at this. get into... Look at this. Look at my phone. What, what does that tell you right there? When you see that phone? The old you, school Nokia? You're a drug dealer. You think I'm a drug dealer? You think it's a throwaway phone? You know what I did? I popped out the SIM card on my my iPhone and I put it in this old Nokia that I have. I still have paid like 70 bucks. I got my data plan on this, but I'm trying to see if I can go about life without this bullshit internet in my pocket at every moment because we're stuck in this life of like, what's everyone doing on Facebook, yeah. man? What's on Twitter? Like, I'm tired of it. I'm like, I can't do this. What are we all doing? Why are we all staring at a screen all the time trying to figure out what everyone else is doing? And that's what... I like that phone, though. I love this phone. Yeah. That's why, you know what? I, and I'm trying to... I tried to find... I wanted to buy... This is an old one, but I was trying to find like a new one because they make new ones, but they only make them... Uh, they're only available in Europe. They don't make them for North America. The new Nokia's that they're coming out with the thirty three tens, they're gonna start off just. Did you see that? No. The remake, the famous one. Remember that blue one that had snake in it? That the one that was a little. Okay. Blue yeah, yeah, yeah. The remake. The original, yeah. They're remaking it now. Another company. But for Canada, for uh, North America, I heard it's it's starting out in Europe. But what I would do because they have them, they have like a whole like line. 50 Euros. So I, I would order one. No, I'll but pay you, the extra shipping. You can't. You can't. It runs on a different frequency. Does it? Yeah, it runs on a different frequency. I dude, I, I did all this research. You know what? You, you might be able to find one that'll work on like Bell, uh, not Bell, but uh, I think Rogers. I think Rogers runs on a different because if it's on GSM, there's two things: there's GSM yeah. and then there's HSPA or they say CDMA or whatever. Yeah, CDMA. But H, HSPA is like the new one that they have now. It's like LTE is HSPA. So that's so I'm on Telus, so I can't like I'm I, with Telus too. Yeah, I just want to. I was like, I I don't want. I'll, I'll switch. I'm gonna switch carriers if I can pull this off. If I go two months without having Facebook or the internet on my phone, I'm I'm canceling it and I'm just getting no a regular Twitter. cell phone. No, 
I'll be on it. But when I'm at a desk, if I'm at a computer or a laptop, I'll use it. But you won't constantly be connected. I can't do. I'm tired of it, man. I hate how we're like, dude. You get to the point where you're in like the, you're at the grocery store. Like you can't even. Yeah. Like you're at you're in line and you're like you just have to wait a minute until you're next in line to pay and you're like, oh, what am I gonna do? Pull out my phone and stare at it. Like, Dude, why I, can't I, we just have lives anymore? I, I was not debating, but I was talking about this yesterday, how I'm addicted, and I know it. Everyone is. And I hate the fact that I'm so attached to my phone, yeah. right? And I have a good, I have that Google Pixel, right? I have this 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 beast, right? Yeah, It does that. whatever the fuck exactly. you want it to do. This thing will start a spaceship, okay? But why um, do you need that? Why? Okay, so <laughs> for me, when I got it, well, I got it. I, 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 I fucked with Telus. I got it for 170 bucks. Okay. So I got a great deal. It's like a thousand dollar phone. So yeah. that was the one of the reasons. I was like, oh, I'm getting a good deal, 170 bucks. I need a new phone anyway. Right. But then I realized how amazing I have everything. My Google Drive on there, all that. I was like, dude, I am too fucking connected. Like, yeah, I have emails. You know, I got calls. I'm always trying to be on top, you know, business wise, right? Twitter, same thing. I, yeah. I need to fight with people on Twitter on a regular basis or else I lose my fucking mind. <laughs> uh, so I'm, but I'm like, I don't really need all this because. If it's really important for business, right, during my, if I think, okay, these are going to be my business hours for the day. I'm going to conduct work this time to this time. Right. I can have a computer or I can have my phone at that point. Right. But why the fuck do I need to reply to an email from somebody uh, when I'm at the grocery store, uh, when I'm taking a shit? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't really need this. Like, I, I and, and I can't get away. And then the other thing that started to make me think is that <laughs> Google has, I'm tracked now anywhere I go. Yeah. So and anywhere I go, they know where I was, how long I stayed. It's all in here. Yeah. And I can look at it right now if I want to. It shows yeah. me the map of where I've been in the city. And that's scary to me. Also, the fact that this thing is always listening. Yeah. Okay, Google. <laughs> you see that? This motherfucker's listening. It's what? on. It's like, what do you want? It just turned it, on. Because it's always fucking listening. It's waiting. Yeah, dude. Isn't so that scary? Isn't that, that crazy? Shit? So it's not only that, but it's also the fact that, like, you know, what? it's not it's not even about the uh, somebody's listening and they could f- hear you. Who gives a shit? Why do they want to know what fucking Pantelis in fucking Park X is doing? Right? Furious masturbator. They don't. <laughs> At they the don't grocery care. store. The thing that I hate is that it's all being collected for marketing purposes. Did you know? Did you hear about that? They, they, they record keywords that me and you are saying right now, right? Yeah. And a lot of ads that I'm going to get when I'm on Google on my phone right. or anywhere I'm connected will not just target searches I made, yeah. but keywords that I said. Crazy, right? And who, I, Mike, somebody brought it up on the podcast here. Somebody I brought on as a guest recently brought it up. Yeah. And he's like, I didn't know about this. And I was uh, and I, I was talking to somebody about a certain beer. Who the fuck was on the show? Was it Leonard Yell? Somebody was on the show telling me this uh, about a certain beer. Or was it Darren Henry? I remember. But it was a certain beer we were talking about. And they started seeing ads about it. They had never heard about this beer before. Yeah. And ads everywhere when they were going on the on the, on the internet. And like, what the fuck? And they brought it up to somebody. And they're like, yeah, did you mention it around your phone or whatever? I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, that's why, stupid. That's what it's for. It records wow. everything. They're not allowed to keep your conversation. So they'll take keywords. And if the keywords match some kind of targeted marketing campaign, right. they'll know it's a product. Yeah. And they'll fucking try to sell it to you. Yeah. That's why a lot of times you feel like if you keep mentioning something, talk about it, you just can't escape. You're like, oh, look, it's everywhere. Like, I really should buy this. Yeah. They're pushing it. It's of insane. Of course. And it's nuts. And we fall into it. And this is what this is why the world is the way it is right now. Everyone's looking at the world and going, it's nuts. Like, it look is. at what's going on right now. It's insane. 
But all of this happened because we let it happen. Yeah. We we just they offer it and we need to have it and we go for it and we're just giving them you know what? They're they're just feeding off of everything. They go, you know what people will like? They'd like this. And you know what we could do with that? We could do this. And then are like, great, let's do it. It's just there's no reason for us. Like, look at like Trump winning was all I mean, look at all that fake news, everything that's going on now. We're in a world where people just want to share shit so fast. It, they don't even care if it's real or not. They just look at an article and they go, this is crazy. I got to share it because people are going to like this, right? You go yeah. and you're like, I want to get all the likes in the world. So you keep, you share it. So you get the first, you're like, no one shared this yet. So it's a ridiculous story. You don't even care if it's true. Now, 10 people look at it and go, this is a stupid story. It's bullshit. It's fake. Yeah. But two people will go, this is crazy. I got to share this. I got to send it so that more people like my post and then they share it and it just keeps going. So no matter what, even if it's bullshit, there are idiots, the general, there's a lot of people that just don't, I mean, it's not that they're dumb. It's just that they, you know, like they don't, they don't pay attention. They don't get it. They don't understand it. It's like trying to explain like how to use a computer to your mom or your grandmother. Like they don't get it. So when you introduce it to them, they don't know how anything works fully they believe everything they see. Yeah. So it's like you're you're only feeding the machine by using it. So that's why I was like, I got to get off this because the way the world is, I don't want to be a person to contribute to the way the world's going. I, I, I'm i like, and that's what I do. I mean, all my comedy, everything I do, every videos I've done, it's always about what's stupid in the world and what's going on. And I find a way to make it funny and... Uh, try and educate people or be like, look, this is what's happening. This is so stupid. And I would find the funny in it so I could show people how stupid this is. So I can't be like the guy that does that and go and then just be like contributing to how stupid society is becoming because of what we're using. But you don't find it hard for us, at least as comics, because on a certain level, we're, we're public, we're open. People like the fact that they could reach us. And since we're in the public... Being on social media is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, like of course you uh, have. I've said before I didn't want to be on social media. There was a while ago I was like I don't need this, and then I realized, uh, fuck, I do. Most of the shows I would get people to come out to, most of the, it's all because I was able to talk about on Facebook, share that my podcast became big because of Twitter. The original, the 4H podcast, it was Twitter. We got a lot of right. retweets on Twitter, and I was like, fuck, I I need it in, in, in a certain aspect. Like it's part of it's the platform in which today I'm going to share digital media on digital right. content. Right, it is the way that people are getting stuff. It no, There's no doubt. What level do what we does... need to get to? Like, let's say for, for you, I, I was thinking about myself. I, if I reach a level where I could develop in a couple of years a fan base of people who know me and like my type of humor and will come out of different cities because they know what I'm about, right? Yeah. And I'm writing, let's say, whether it's for my own stuff or for somebody else, then I could kind of escape because I don't need to constantly be up to date on that kind of shit, right? Right. I'm working on my craft. If I'm in your town, you want to come see me, that's fine. The rest of the time, I'm making my money writing so I could do my job, send the script in or send whatever the hell it is in, and I don't need to constantly be connected. Yeah. You know? That's what I want. Right now, though, because I'm still in the hustle phase, I've always got okay. What's yeah, happening? What am I going to talk about? What's this? What's that? And then that's I feel like I get lost. Fun. I get lost in it though, and then I, I hate myself. I'm like, why am I fuck on my phone right now? I hate that shit. Yeah, I'm like, I don't need to fucking see this video right now. Like, and right. sometimes I'll snap out of it. I'll be like, you know, I'm parked somewhere. Like, I get in. I'm about to drive off, and before I drive off, I'm, I'm looking at something. I was like, holy shit, man! Just press play on the music button. Right. Get the fuck off Facebook. You yeah. Know, you don't need to see what uh, Trevor's eating. Yeah. You, know, you don't give a fuck. Yeah. And just drive. But it's not the internet that's bad. It's, uh, it's how I use it. It's how you how everyone is using yeah. it. We've gotten to a point where it went from like uh, an amazing tool 
to like the worst possible thing that we could all be using right now. It's great. You want you know what? If you want to, uh, I don't need to own an encyclopedia anymore, right? If I want to look up something, I could find yeah. information on the internet. Uh, if I need to, uh, I don't need a map anymore. I want to watch I a movie or listen to music. Right. I could get it. I could find it. You know, I, I need to get here. Like I got here. I'm usually, you know what I do? I'd pop it in. I'd pop Google it in Maps. my, yeah. I'd put me too. It in Google Maps. Tell me Maps, where to go. Tell me where to go. You know what I had to do? I just went on Google, Ma- Google Maps on my computer at home and I f- look where it is. And I, I wrote down the address on a piece of paper and I got my car and I drove here and I was like, I know exactly where it is. You're like Indiana Jones. I used my fucking memory, like the way people used, how we all did it before. But now we've got to this point where like, well, how do I get anywhere if I don't have my phone? I need my Google Maps. But it's like, no, dude, we don't need, the internet is great. It's an amazing tool. It gets rid of maps. It gets rid of movie theaters or uh, movie uh, stores. You can just get it on demand. But there's no need for us to be sharing everything constantly or yeah. looking at what other people are doing. It's the looking at what other people are doing. You know what I get uncomfortable with? Like I like to share art. I like to share something that either I think people would like to see. You know, either something funny, cute, or anything like all political, or something that I think would appeal to people. But I don't, and people have criticized me, uh, friends of mine have criticized me for this, is that I never, like, I, I won't share personal shit. Like, I won't be like, oh, I just broke up with my girlfriend. Like, I right. can't do that. Yeah. I find it ridiculous. And I don't want people knowing that much about me. Do you know yeah. what I mean? To that, Because I give you already so much with the right. podcast, with what I talk about on stage. I've given you a huge part of my life. You don't need to know that extra part. Right. You know what I mean? And I get uncomfortable when I, sometimes I see posts and they'll make me cringe because I'm like, why the fuck is he straight? Why is she saying this? Yeah. This is like, oh, I had a miscarriage and this and that. I'm like, Are you fucking crazy? But that's Don't it. Write why? That. As an entertainer, yes. As a musician, as a comedian, as anyone that's in the arts or anyone who's trying to promote something, then yeah, you should be on social media because for there's, there's you know, like it's free there's, publicity. there's people. Yeah, exactly. It's a way to get your content out. It's a way to get your show. It's a way to reach people for them to know. But uh, what your friend's eating, no one needs to know that. You know, like, no one needs to know what's happening. Like, you know what? If all your friends are going to meet up and go see a movie or something, yeah, it's a great place to message each other and go, we're all going to go to the movie. Do you want to come? Okay, great. We're going to the movies. It's a great place to, like, actually communicate. But we're no longer communicating. We're just like, I ran into this guy. To that asshole who cut me off while I was driving. Yeah, I see that, Fuck too. you. And like, it's who's like, going to see that? Exactly. What are you Why are you, well, who gives a shit? Right. So now there's just regular people that are just saying anything they want to say now. That's where the internet's going like, bad. We'll share funny stories. Like, uh, I would. Lo- I haven't done it in a while. I haven't gone on a rant because nothing happened. But a lot of times, like, when I was at the airport, something would happen. I'd be like... Because it's a funny story, and I'd be like, hey, I was at the airport, this and this happened. Because I'm a comedian, and I want people to laugh at my misfortune, right? Yeah. And I'll share it, and it's funny. But then somebody will share something that they think is the same, but it is not. Because it'll be like, hey, this and this happened at the airport. But they'll share a, hey, this fucking asshole right, right. now. Fuck you if you're reading this. It's like, what are you, how is he, is he friends yeah, exactly. with, on Facebook with yeah. you? What are you talking about? And another thing about oversharing <laughs> is, like a couple of weeks ago, my grandmother passed away. Oh, sorry, man. Yeah, well, were you responsible? Like, I don't know. I, uh, I, uh, I, I, and I, I felt terrible. Her. I put on the album one that pushed her down the you stairs. You pushed her down the stairs. No, she's a lovely, <laughs> lovely lady, right? And uh, I felt really bad, but I didn't want to talk. Like, I didn't want to make it public, you know what I mean? I don't want to talk about it because I don't want, first of all, I don't want people to feel bad, you know? Like, it's, you shouldn't have to feel bad. It was my grandmother. I'll feel bad about it, right? Yeah. But the one thing that made me uncomfortable was like my cousins and my aunts and stuff, like on the Facebook. Long post. The long post, and they were sharing photos and this and that. I'm like, who is this for? Yeah, you're the one grieving, but you're sharing with other people. Yeah, and I didn't do it, and I know that one of them in particular kind of mentioned it. Like, hey, Penel's always posting stuff, you know, but he didn't post anything about grandma. Yeah, it's like, yeah, because that's not 
something I'm going to share with people. Like I already feel shitty thinking. That's about what it. going to the uh, the wake and the funeral is. It's, it's, you're supposed to like. You're supposed to be together at that yeah, moment. I don't want to share. And, talk and who am about I going to share with? You know, we know what's up. Yeah. I'm going to share with strangers, like fans of mine or friends. of Yeah, mine but from dude, high it's because people want that feeling. They want that. They want people to go. My sympathies. Uh, no, I hate that. Because That's why I don't like telling. Because oh, my sympathies. You know what? Some French guy told me by mistake. Because uh-huh. uh, he heard somebody tell my, my he says uh, my condolences and he tells me my my uh, my apologies. And I was like, why did you kill my grandmother, dude? What do you apologize for? And and then he didn't get the joke. And then I'm like, I'm just fucking with you, man. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. But the reason is because I hate that. I don't want to look for pity. I don't want because it's not. Why would you pity? I'm I'm. You know what I mean? It's something that happens. And yeah, it's. I'm well, sad I mean, about it. of course, my people friend. connect to on a personal level because they've had a loved one pass away, it, so they they're sympathizing with the. But feeling. I don't want them to think about their loved one passing away. Like I, I'm in a position where <laughs> I, I I make people. I, you know, you're a very nice guy. You don't want to burden them no, with no, reliving the experience. Because I, I lost my sister years ago, right? Oh, man. And that was, to me, one of the most horrible things ever. Okay? Yeah. And that was hard to get over. And comedy helped me a lot with that, right? And um, I, why would I want, like now, like the past of my grandmother, which to me is super sad, why would I want to make somebody think about their super sad right. situation again? For what? What am I going to get out of it? A like on fucking Facebook? It's all about and, the and likes, And I already buddy. share so much. Like, like I said, within the podcast, within my sets, I talk about my life so much. I give these people so much right. that they can actually be entertained by. Why would I add that extra little bit of pepper in there? Yeah. Add something that isn't going to help them. It'll make them sad. It'll make them feel like they have to tell me, oh, my condolences. That. Fuck that shit. Why would I put... What kind of asshole would put you through that shit? Yeah. You know, uh, I made a joke, and this is what really happened a year and a half ago. Uh, he's going to get mad when he hears this. But one of my buddies had posted, he's like, um, hey, man, I finally got a job at this because he wasn't working or anything. And he got a job at, at a hospital. It's the same hospital I was born at, right? Yeah. And he's like, 28 years later, you know, I'm here. And then I commented, I wrote like, wow, you really accomplished nothing in 28 <laughs> years. <laughs> but then right back where you started. One of our friends who was a bit of a weirdo commented right after. He goes, that's the hospital my grandmother died at. Uh, and it made the whole post awkward, uh, right? Yeah. And I was like, yo, why the fuck? fuck is he saying that like what else is somebody gonna and then my buddy's like oh i'm very sorry to hear and like now you just started out very sorry and i yeah. didn't i refused to acknowledge i was like i'm not gonna continue this a lot of old pity people party. Die. a lot of people die in a hospital yeah. yeah i'm not gonna continue this pity party yeah. like what the fuck are you doing why would you post that after i ripped the guy for accomplishing yeah, nothing i don't know what it is i guess uh i think i think obviously we've gotten to a point in uh, society where we all need to feel like we're a part of something and yeah. uh that's what social media has done it's made us all feel like we're uh you know like we all need some sort of like validation validation something like everybody needs that now which is like as like like comics you'll you'll see that i mean there's a like we were talking before we started there's comedians who are like very uh you know insecure or they're like you know like they need everyone to love them or like them or it's just like that is what the world is though now everybody needs to be liked or loved or if you don't uh, you're a terrible person. Yeah. You're uh, unless you know what if you're if you're saying something that makes sense or it's your opinion or whatever, say what you want to say. Yeah. But don't hate. I'm not gonna hate anybody for saying something uh, because it's their opinion and they have the actual right. But you know, like there's um, arguments that make no sense and it's yeah. worth saying, like, buddy, that doesn't make sense because of this. But 
who cares? Yeah, who cares? And I'm always who like that. Who cares? I'll, I'll debate anybody. I'm not gonna. But people, are like, oh, but there's no point in going arguing with that guy. You still, you still, you still friends with him? Yeah, like, yeah. We argued because we both have opinions. Yeah, and that's what human beings do. Yeah, because his opinion is different. I'm gonna be like, fuck this guy. I'm unfriending him. We're no longer like. Are you crazy? Yeah, but it's just a weird. I don't know. It's 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 very weird, man. I don't know. I don't know. And I don't like it. And that's why I, I got. That's why I, I really want to get rid of like not having a phone all the time. I just want to just have a phone. Call me, man. I'll I'll talk to you. Like I want to talk to people now. I'm tired of texting. I'm tired of like you know like I just want to talk, man. But like we've gone. We're too far because you're saying you're changing, but we're so far into it now. Especially the new generation but it could that go, grew up. With it could all this. go back. You know what? It's get. You know what? I know you, it. It makes sense. We are too far, and we've we've come so accustomed to it that it seems like there's no way back. The next generation doesn't know. Doesn't, but they're no turning it back, man. There you was think? a school. Yeah, there's a school in Toronto that just banned all their kids from having cell phones during school. They're like allowed that. to look at it. Uh, they're allowed to look at it at lunch once, and that's it. They're not allowed to have their phones at any other time. And they tried to ban it. I think it was like in 2009 or something. They tried to do the same, or 2011, tried to do the same thing. And it was like pushback because all the parents were like, it's good. It's a great tool. The internet's great. They can search stuff. I could call my kid whenever. At that point, it was a good thing. I'd say at that time, we weren't at, the, we aren't, we weren't at this level. This addiction yeah, level. Yeah, we were, we were at the point where it was like still used to like, hey, I need to search uh, who I'm doing a project on. I could just Google search their name. And I'll have all the information at my fingertips. We're at that point. And that's the internet is fine for that. Uh, but when you get to the point, the internet's great. You got a podcast. You don't need to go to a radio station now. You People can listen to you on an app, and that's fine. But social media has gotten to the point where I can't deal with it anymore. And I'm just fed up of everyone living their lives. And everyone has become so like so uh soft over it like it's yeah. it, there's no like no one's a real fucking person anymore you can't say anything to anyone without like hurting their feelings it's like Any, no- dude i could post about how much i like a certain flavor of ice cream and then i'll get a comment about some asshole being like oh well uh, why are you acting like the caramel one doesn't exist like you should Chocolate really show hazelnut. some more respect for that are you insane why does everything i say have to be taken as if it's an attack on the opposite person. Do you, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I've said, dude, I've posted stuff that aren't even vague, like yeah. really direct, like this and this, and I get private messages like, hey, is that about me? <laughs> and I remember yeah. one time I got it from somebody who I didn't even know who they were. And yeah. I was like, dude, I don't even know why you're my friend list. I don't know who the fuck you are. Like, why yeah. would that be about you? Like, this has nothing to do with you. It wasn't yeah. even a vague type of yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I said people, that's the way they are. I said the same, same er, thing. Everybody say something and yeah. Everything revolves around them. They think it's all. But about that's them. why there's a record level of of people with like anxiety nowadays. Everyone, everyone's like depression. There's all this whole thing with mental illness. Everyone's got a men- mental illness. It's like, I mean, it. It's not that it didn't exist before, but I feel like we're going to the point where there's way too many people suffering, and we're not looking at why, and we're not trying to change it. Well, and uh, and it's just crazy. It's just like think about it now. People, number one, you're more accessible. So, let's say you're getting bullied at school, you could get bullied at home now. You could get you're bullied get, you're anywhere. You're getting a text message. Yeah. You're getting uh, on your Facebook page like yeah. "fuck you, whore," yeah. and you can't escape it, right? Yeah. Look at us. Like I get, dude, on Twitter, if, if you see the shit that people will write to me, you know what yeah. I mean. But I love it because it's yeah. just who I am, the way I grew up. I'm like, yeah, it's, I'm not gonna lose sleep yeah. over what uh, Dixie Chick sixty nine tells me to go fuck myself. You know, calls yeah. me a faggot. I'm not gonna lose. I laugh. Yeah, dude. You know what the equivalent of trolls are? Uh, uh, tro- trolls were like uh, getting a prank phone call. Yeah. 
That, so that's what a troll is what, now. Yeah, so yeah. I, I laugh. I'm like, oh, this is, to me, it makes my day when I get that. But there's other people, I've seen people react like, oh, what the fuck? Uh, they hate me. They're saying this. Like, dude, calm down. Just have yeah. fun. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Like, what's some troll in his basement? You don't give a fuck, right? Right. But that's me thinking. But I've noticed a lot of people get super stressed about it, right? And then a lot of uh, the image, I feel like the image has changed because now people see images and they think that's what their life should be. So, uh, and I deal, mo- mostly my, my, my friends that are women deal with this a lot. They'll talk like oh you know she's doing this and i should have done this yeah dude for, that's just you're seeing a photo which is just a moment in time okay yeah like w- when i post like if say if, if i post a photo and it's me and you hanging out and we're smiling in, in this in this office right now we're having a good time doing this podcast does that mean that your entire day you were smiling and you're having a great time you could have on the way here been told you have aids okay? yeah they're seeing a moment in time right of you being happy oh man i've always wanted aids <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things. they're seeing a moment in time of you being happy or you balling out or having a good time and and all oh, they putting it he's sticking it in my face you know he's doing something and i'm not and all that they take it personally like it's an attack on them when you're just sharing that one single experience within a day yeah and they take it as an attack on them they take it as oh i can't reach that level i'm not when it has nothing to do with any of that shit. yeah but a lot of people actually post for that exact reason it's so that they can make everyone yeah. think their life is amazing i, I love and that's those what posts. but that's, i look because you could tell like sometimes I see oh my po- god dude of course but try it go on facebook and write like okay um blessed some, something great happened to you today you know what it was a great day uh, finally, things are coming together, and uh-huh. and I got this great opportunity, and I'm really looking forward to the future. Things are looking up. <laughs> Guaranteed, you're gonna get tons of likes. You're gonna get tons of people that like it because they're gonna be like, "Fuck, look, he's having a good day. Yeah. I like that." But if you write something real, like you're like, "Dude, what the fuck are we all doing? Why are we doing this?" Everyone, you'll you'll get like, like, yeah, you'll get two people that like it, and the rest of the people will actually read it, but like, you know, he's being too negative. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't want to be him en- right now. I don't encourage. Yeah, that exactly. It's it's all about faking it, and that's what it what it is, man. Like it just, and it's so I can't do it. I can't live in a world where everyone's faking it. I, I just uh, I don't want to, and I need it. Like you said, as a comedian, you need it. You need to be on there. But I'll, you know what, I'll post, but I'm not fucking staying on there anymore. I'll show you, so you understand the kind of shit I deal with. I'll show you a private message I received two days ago, okay? Yeah. And this guy messages me. I know him from Montreal, right? He's a, he's a Greek guy. Um, he'll, he'll message me once a year, once every year and a half, and it's always the same thing. Hey, buddy, we, I see you're, you're doing good in comedy. You're going to L.A. and stuff. How's that going, right? Yeah. And shit like that. And then he'll say some passive-aggressive shit all the time, right? Yeah. And he'll say stuff like, last time, I remember when I came back from... I think it was the ice house and I posted a photo. I was like, oh, I had a great time. It was a good, you know, I'm lucky I met, you know, these people. We're friends, this and that. And he commented right away. He's like, hey, how'd you even get that? Or how are you even getting on there? And all that, like, they just gets mad. And then yeah, they yeah. ask how much money you make and weird shit like that. Yeah. And he only does this once every year, year and a half, where I guess he's like, let me see what he's up to and fuck with him. And then he says the same thing. I, I've never seen you on stage. I really should come to a sh- come to a show. When I'm like, dude, you follow me. I post whenever I'm on, right? Right. Fuck you. You think when I have a show, I'm going to specifically find, oh, where the fuck is Bill? Let me send Bill a message. Like, yeah. Go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? Right, like, exactly. See, if we didn't have the internet, that guy wouldn't even be in your life. Wouldn't even be in my life. Wouldn't even be but in your it's life. It's just, I'm like, is he fucking serious right now? Like, it's always the same thing, this passive aggressive stuff. And I, and I always tell him, like, dude, I, I'm doing fine. You know, I'm doing what I want to do, but it's not like... He makes it sound like 
one, he's like, oh, are you like balling out? Are you like super Hollywood? Or are you doing completely shit? There's no in between with these people. Where like if I'm not balling right. out, I'm, I haven't succeeded. Yeah. Which in my eyes, yeah. that's not success. I'm having yeah. a great time right now, and I'm not balling out. I'm not in fucking Hollywood doing anything. Yeah, and I'm having a great time. But what I want to get back to is trying to do it how, and I don't know if this can be done, but it's something I really want to try and do, and that's why I started doing this. I want to go being back connected. I want to go back to the way comics used to do it back then. I want to go to... I've been going to Toronto a lot more often. I've been trying to get out to different cities to do shows. I'm going to fucking... Dude, I'll do radio. I'll do I'll do whatever I got to do that's not... I'll do podcasts. I want to try and do shit without uh, having to be that like constant person on... So, like, dude, there's some comics that like, follow them on Twitter, and it's like every five tweets on my list is them saying something. It's like, how much like shit... promoting something? Not, not promoting. Promoting's fine. It's like just the constant tweets of like trying to make it on Twitter, right? Like trying yeah. to get that retweet. And it's like, dude, well, why and what are we doing? Why are we doing... And I've, I'm guilty. Uh, we all are. We all do it. But it's like, why are we doing this? Like, we try to tweet something funny. Me, what I get mad at, at myself, uh, I know you said it's all right, but I hate... When, because I have to. You gotta like. I'm doing something. I gotta promote it, right? Yeah. So I'm doing a show. I'll promote it. I have a new episode. I'll promote it. And yeah, every that time, makes sense. It makes sense, but it's what always bothers me. I'm like, ah, I feel like I'm just, you know, pushing my 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 content down people's throats. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, hey, check out my new podcast. Hey, check this out. And I always hate that. I feel like I'm a commercial. Do you, you know what I mean? Right. But that's what you're. That's what, what I do. That's what, what you have do. to yeah. do. You're you're in a business, and you gotta. You're basically you're you're it's the modern ads. day version of a fucking uh, bus stop booth yeah. ad fuck that's all you are yeah so it doesn't make any it's like that's that's what you're supposed to be doing on there that's what you should be doing it's just promoting your shows and your thing not i mean you could do whatever you want yeah. i don't give a shit but i'm just saying <laughs> i'm just saying like yeah, that's I how i feel doing anything yeah, yeah, yeah i'm gonna call you out buddy yeah. just wait i'm gonna start my own podcast and just fucking call you out on no, it no I, I like posting funny stuff like i, I, li- I like sharing little stuff in my life. i love posting funny stuff and i like sharing images all that yeah and, and i feel good about that when people feel it too like i post something i think is funny like the way i showed you the special thing and all that yeah so i think that's funny i saw it i'll post it you know but i i don't care like I've never posted something and then been like, and this is a real thing that happens, by the way. I'd only got 10 likes. I got to take it down. Yeah. Do you know people do that? Oh, of course, man. Yeah, people knew do about that, that, man. People do that. Yeah, I found that out. Somebody told me that we were sitting and talking. And it was a girl. And she's like, uh, oh, no, I wait this much time. And if it doesn't get so much late, I have to pull it down. And then I have to replace with another one. And I was like, are you joking right now? And she's like, I go, what the fuck do you care? Like, what does that change? Are you getting paid? She's yeah. like, no, but you know, everybody else is looking. It depends on, on, on how many I'm getting this down. I was like, if you were selling something and you needed to maintain an image, right, and you didn't want to seem low quality, I would be like, you know what? It makes sense. You yeah. have an image to maintain. You have a quality reputation. Yeah. You got to make it look you're pristine just a to get more people on. You work but at the you, grocery yeah, store. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're a secretary. Yeah. Nobody, you're not selling anything. You don't have an image to uphold. Yeah. I have to worry about shit like that. Yeah. Oh, my podcast isn't doing well. Why isn't it doing well? Do people not like the content? Do people, did I not promote it well? I have to second guess it. You give a fuck if somebody didn't like the sepia tone in your Instagram photo? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Who gives a shit? <laughs> Who gives a shit? Yeah. It's not real. You're not selling anything. Yeah. You're not an Instagram model selling uh, vitamins or whatever the fuck. Them I can understand because it's a business for them now. Right. So them I get it. But if you're a regular person, you, why I have to go through stress like that of wait, why isn't this episode working? Why aren't they listening? What doesn't that make sense? Why the world? Why everyone's so stressed they out? They all think they're products. They're, exactly. They all think they're products. Exactly. They all think they're products. And isn't that crazy? Don't be. You don't want to be a product. I. It's insane. You. I you have to it. be a product. I'm. A, I'm selling myself. We I'm a are. product. Of and course. It, I have no choice at this point. That's what I'm selling. I'm selling me. That's yeah. the problem. 
you could be you and not sell anything and you're trying to make yourself pro- are you yeah. crazy why yeah. don't make yourself be comfortable you know yeah it's uh it's nuts and i that's uh i, I don't know i can't do it anymore i'm tired just tired man i can't do it it's amazing let that me you out. actually got the nokia i love that you got it <laughs> and i think you could pull it off for a bit man i think you could i'm gonna try and pull it off all the way man i can't do like i just you know what if I, i'm gonna promote something or whatever i get sometimes you just want you know you, you see something to. it's funny you want to tweet or text yeah or it's, so, it's hilarious i get it but it's like man we don't need it i don't need it i could get by without it i like the idea of what you said of hey man i'm at my desk i got it i'll log on i'll do my shit yeah the fact that the second you leave the desk it's no longer attached to you like an umbilical cord yeah that's what I like. And I don't know when I'm going to be at a level where I could fucking do that. I wish I was at your Dude, level. Dude, just do it. Just do it. Because if you're, if you got, if you have, like, if if, if I don't have your phone number, yeah. then there's no, like, you know, there's no reason, right? There's no reason. Yeah. Unless I need, I need it, and I'll message you online. Well, next time you yeah. get online, you'll, you'll, you'll message me and tell me what your phone number yeah, is, yeah. right? That's, that's all you need. You don't need any, I don't need anything else. I don't need to be constantly, I don't need, like, uh, I don't need Travel Zoo to send me a fucking update on what they got discounts while I'm I'm out, you know, like walking in the mall. I don't care. You know, like, why do I keep getting these notifications? I get these emails. I don't care. What do I need that on me 24 hours a day? Who needs that? Do you know what I'm going to start doing? Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to check out and tell this because every time I go into the kiosk stores they have, the big yeah. ones, they have burner phones, right? They have these flip phones and stuff, which are pretty nice, like 60, 80 bucks. They, yeah, and they only have one that I found at Telus. They have one flip nice? phone. It's not nice. That's what was holding me back. Uh, it's, it's a flip phone. It's an old school flip I phone. I might have to buy online, but what I'm thinking of doing is just switching like when i'm home i have i'm connected i'm working i'm doing something and then the second i leave grab that phone and that's my life when i'm outside of the house yeah my life outside of the house is if you need me call me maybe you'll throw me a text if it's important my people but i don't know if uh you know joe schmo on twitter told me to go fuck myself today yeah. if uh dude this, it feels great yeah this I is my see second day feel. and i can't I, is it i thought it was day one this is day two it's day two i just i popped it in uh yesterday uh yeah yesterday was the first day that i went without it this is interesting and i went out to a show and my brother was texting me to find out if it was good or not. And I sent him like a one-line text. Like, I can't, I, it's old school. Take me forever to text him back like a bunch of things. <laughs> and I was just like, yup, and that's it. No follow-up, no nothing. I don't need to, it, it was just a simple straight-up question. All I needed was a yup, and that's it. And I didn't, and and the night was great. I sat, I enjoyed the show. I didn't look at my phone once. There's nothing to I look didn't at. need to take a shitty picture I didn't need to be one of those people like, I'm going to film this. Oh, at concerts? Dude, I don't need to I, do what that. What are you doing? Yeah. I get so pissed off. I don't, I, but there's not even the urge anymore. I can't. I can't do it. If I'm, I'm at the grocery store, I don't need to pull out my phone and see. I got home today. I went out. I played ball hockey. I came back home. I logged on. Anyone message me anything? I saw that you messaged me, and I was like, great, okay. good, okay. Are you playing ball hockey? Yeah. I didn't get invited. I play. Uh, it's like a league that we we uh, I play in. So can I join the team? I'm a good ball hockey player. I'll uh, I'll throw your email. This is what they do. They just uh, we'll talk about it after. Is I'll it real ball you. hockey? It is. Oh no, it's good. It's, it's not that white ball with holes no, no, in no, it. No, no, dude, this is it's great. orange ball. This is great ball okay. hockey. Yeah, I play. I was exhausting. the captain of the republic here in Parkex. We played at the Quebec uh, Ball Hockey Association. Oh, great, man. Yeah, yeah. I'll let you know. Well, there's yeah. always like moments where they need to spare something to show up. I'm fucking That's in. great. All right, cool. Yeah. I'll let you know. I'm very aggressive. You are? You're an aggressive... I, dude, I, you know what? I didn't used to be. I, when I first started playing... I mean, I used to play all the time when I was a kid. I, I played a lot. But um, I, I, when I started playing like as an adult more, dude, I, I just like I was like, guys, what, it's fucking Saturday morning. Why are you so intense? But I've gotten to that point now 
where I'm like, I show up to win. Yeah. I'm like, dude, what the I'm fuck are you doing? Like, I'm very, yeah. I mean, I get it now. It's like, well, what do you, if you don't want to be there, then just don't, exactly. just don't go. The whole point is just showing up to play hockey. Yeah. So if you're not playing hockey, then you're not, you shouldn't be there. I haven't played in over a year. I've been like aching to get back in, because we got eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah. And then I got injured and I was focusing on comedy a lot, comedy a lot. So I didn't join any teams. I didn't do anything. And now it's been over a year, and I have that kind of like addiction. I'm like, fuck, man. I like, I look at my hockey sticks. Yeah, I look dude, at my equipment, my gloves, all that stuff, my shin guards, and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to put these back on and fucking start playing again. Oh, great! Know? I'll let you know, man. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's really fun. It's uh, I love doing it. I'd love to join. I'd love to join a more like uh, solid league, like with a team. Yeah, well, that's if what we, we get have. like a bunch of comics together and put a put a team together and and actually have like a league. I don't know if that if that's well, I don't know if there's enough uh, healthy comedians. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think we'll get destroyed. We'll need some of my players to come in with yeah. us. Yeah, we'll need some help. Yeah, uh, and we'll go like the lowest division. Yeah, of uh, course, because yeah. you want to you want to win. Yeah, no, we, we were competitive, <laughs> man. We uh, I had some of my my funnest memories was ball hockey with my team. Right, it was uh, the greatest, and we there was a, a lot of uh, seasons where we were actually playing here. That the home field was here, Howie Morenz, right next door in yeah. Park X. Yeah. So first it was amazing. Yeah. You know, we we're at home. Uh, it was the big surface. Uh, it was great. All the fans. All well, the fans the, when, came when out. When fans would come out, it was yeah, great. But you'd only get a lot of people when there was like a uh, two Park X teams facing each other. That's hilarious. Because everybody knew each other. Yeah. And uh, oh, it was so much fun, man. It was it was good because everybody knew each other, you know. So yeah. You would, and there was teams you hate. It was like l- I don't have that sense of community anymore. I I it's it's. Can I tell you I helped my buddy Milton, who you've heard about on stage. Yeah. We helped him move today. He's moving. Um and it was so weird. I was talking to my mother friend Homer who was there. We we're helping to move and we're like, "Did you have a friend named Milton Homer and what was the other guy? Legacy, Legacy? and Poseidon. What do you fucking hang out in a fairy tale? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How does this fucking happen? How do you have so many fucking mystical fucking names? Yeah, you're a fucking fairy tale. It's amazing. <laughs> oh my god. And uh, yeah, so we're and Homer said the same thing. He goes, "I don't have that sense anymore." Like he looks at the neighborhood. And it doesn't feel... Yeah. <laughs> Homer doesn't feel... Poseidon still loves it, but Homer doesn't... Fucking Poseidon. You know Poseidon. Is that his full... Like, is that his real name? Is no, Poseidon? Poseidon is his uh, his nickname. Uh, okay. Poseidon. Uh, but he's legally going to change it. He's legally going to add... He wants to have... Because no, everybody knows him as Poseidon. So he wants his name to be Poseidon. What's his real name now? It's Antonio. What the fuck? Why Poseidon? Dude, you- you, nothing in Park X makes sense, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! One, if you could just imagine, one of my uh, one of my friends growing up is is his name was Chris, right? We had a lot of Chris. His nickname was Gabe. His nickname was another person's real name, it was right? Just Gabe, yeah, like that. You know, it's it's in, the nicknames here. Some make sense. You grew right? up in this area, like this not area here. not in this neighborhood. This is ghetto no, as fuck. This is ghetto. This is the north side. This is the side where we don't. Like, at least the fuck. This is a weird side here, uh, further south. Okay. Right. Where there's actual houses and shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This is ghetto as fuck. Like here in the next block, it was like we. Eh. Is it bad? It looks shitty still. Cause yeah. Cause I, this f- is, I feel cause, like I might get stabbed. You when won't I leave. get stabbed. But this is like uh, this is the worst part of Park X right now. Anything close to Cremazy, yeah. right, right here on the highway, it's the worst. The further you go south, closer to Jantalon, it, the nicer it gets, right? Yeah. And then right in the middle, San Rock and stuff like that was, uh, that was a nice that was a nice spot. But here it's always been been sketch. The north side of Park X. It looks scary. shady as as it looks fire. shady because it, really... it looks industrialized. Well, it's just it, everything's shit. Like the sidewalks are all broke. Everything. Sh- I know it's Montreal, but this is like this is like beyond <laughs> shit. Like this is 
This is the worst I've ever seen. Like I got, I parked and I was like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if like a guy was beating a coconut on the sidewalk to crack it open. Like that's how weird this, it's just a weird place. I, I, I pulled in on the parking lot and I went to the street to park because the guy in the, the sports bar downstairs, which looks like who knows what they're selling down there, was just, it was like this big ball dude and he was just like arms crossed, just staring out the door and he was looking at me. I was like, I don't know what, he doesn't look like he wants me to park here right now. So I think I'll go park on this street. You know what's funny is that the way you're describing him, if you see how I was yelling and swearing at him two weeks ago, it would blow your fucking mind. Oh, he's, he's probably a nice I, guy I, though. I, well, I don't know, but I turned or him. Or you just. I don't know. It's the first time I met him. Okay. But I turned him into a wet cat. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? And just, you see this guy who was like all big and, and then turned red and be like, look, I'm very sorry. I'll, I'll pay for it. I'll fight. Like just turn into something else when I reacted over the top. Well, yeah, your friend's name fucking Poseidon and Legacy. He doesn't know what the hell you're into. But Poseidon, <laughs> I called Poseidon when that was happening. I was like, Poseidon, they told my car Poseidon. this and that, right? So what happened was exactly. I, so I, this guy's probably hearing you fucking go Poseidon. He towed my car, and this I guy's left. like, "What the fuck is he talking?" I left to go get my car. Yeah, Poseidon. I wasn't picking up the phone, so he showed up here. He saw there was some kind of a fight. Yeah. So he walks into the bar yelling. He's like, "Hey, hey, where, where, where the fuck am I? You seen the guy with long hair, beard?" And I'm like, yeah. And like, you towed his fucking car. And the guy's like, uh, yeah, yeah, we did. He's like, you don't fucking tow his car. Because he, <laughs> he didn't know what happened. He's yeah. like, where is he? Yeah, oh, we sent him. He's getting his car. They're giving him a lift to get his car. We apologize. We paid for it. He's like, and my car is there. You don't tow my fucking car either. <laughs> you don't want me to come back in here. And yeah. they're like, what the fuck just happened? He left and he told me what happened. I was like, dude, that was an overreaction. You should not have walked in there after it was all said and done yeah. and threatened him. He's like, yeah, they, they seemed a little worried. I shouldn't have done that. Like, I made them, I made everybody uncomfortable. I was like, yeah, that's, you shouldn't have made them. Like, wow, now really? I try to be nice to them and they fucking looked at the way. Like, I'm like, hey, like, I'm like, hey, if you guys need an extra spot, let me know. I can move my car. And like, no, 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 it's, it's fine. It's fine. Like, yeah. you look at me like I'm some kind of fucking psycho. Yeah. And I'm like, shit, like, just, he didn't have to go in right after me. And yeah, I think people here might be shady. Like, it looks shady, but I think people nice are guys. pretty nice. Yeah. 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 Some dude pulled up while I was waiting for you and he had like, uh, he's long hair and he was like, he looked shady, and he, his car was all broken and beat up. And I'm like, oh fuck, don't look at this guy. He's probably gonna like try and ask me for something. And then he he like popped his trunk, and he was like, he's like, hey man. And I look over, and he was like, do you know if I had to get to the second floor of this place? And like I was like, here? I guess I don't know. He was dropping someone off. He had like an Amazon package. I guess he was like a delivery guy. But that's how shady is here. Like yeah. UPS doesn't come. They send a fucking guy with a ponytail. <laughs> That's how this neighborhood, how bad it is. They're like, let's subcontract this delivery because I don't want to send my unionized UPS guy to fucking get stabbed in Park X. Yeah. So this guy shows up in a beat up Honda Civic with a ponytail and he probably had a switchblade. I don't know. Just and case. he was like, do you know how to get to the second one? I'm like, I, I don't know. I just got here. I, I, I'm waiting for someone. And he was like, all right, thanks. And then he got back in his car and drove off. And I was like, I don't know what just happened, but it seemed like a bad, a bad fucking Amazon Holy delivery went down. That is hilarious. Dude. It's a, it's a shady neighborhood. Abdul's, uh, Abdul's visit to Park X. Oh man. I've, I haven't been here in a long time. It's changed. I haven't been here in a long time. I mean, I don't really come ever. I dr I'll drive by on the highway, but yeah, it's changed a lot. Uh, people are nice, but it also I think because uh, Saint Laurent used to be is I mean it's like what one block, block yeah. yeah. 
and I used to be shady, and now they now tore they it down. Ran, they yeah. it. It's all Same nice. Same thing. It's all getting the densifications coming this way, right? Right. Yeah. So if you go south, like I said, and I live south of here, yeah, it's it, it gets nicer and nicer, and it's nice. Okay. But up here, even when I was in high school, we always viewed like Cremazie Liège that we always viewed it as like shit. Like we didn't want to be around it. Yeah. You know, uh, it's decrepit. It's I guess because the highway changes everything, right? Not a lot of. Um, well, yeah, man, it's a Montreal highway. Yeah, How the hell are you gonna? It, nothing looks nice around a Montreal no, highway. The fucking terrible. everything's falling p- apart. Yeah, on everything's it. falling apart. It yeah. feels like a war zone. Yeah, dude, exactly what a, a war zone feels like. <laughs> I wrote. Uh, I've never been, but I wrote this. I've never been to a war zone, <laughs> but I wrote a sketch uh, for twenty two minutes, and they they just they didn't bite on it. But the whole sketch was they sent me to uh, they sent me to Syria to report on the on the war but i would have been here in montreal standing like in like just the high like everything looks like you're in a war zone yeah everything looks like yeah it, it looks like we're trying to rebuild yeah but exactly that's what it looks like it looks like something happened and, and they're trying to rebuild afterwards then and the whole sketch the idea of the sketch was just it looks and they were like so how's it going and then they find like they're like someone walks by me and they're like wait are you in syria that doesn't look like that looks like this place in montreal and i'm like nah uh, no, and then just uh, eventually I just turn and go. That's actually well, fine. I, I didn't want to go to Syria. They're cutting people's heads off over there. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> well, yeah, they didn't. They, I guess they figured people would be offended if yeah, I people, said people, they're cutting people's heads off over there. But they are. Yeah, I know. But I, and it's funny because I'm the brown guy, but I'm <laughs> I'm scared to go to Syria. Oh shit! I, I'm scared to go anywhere. Oh, dude, my my shawarma guy at the corner of my street. Uh, he he's from uh, he's from Palestine. And uh, he just went. Uh, he went on vacation with his wife to Turkey. Oh shit! And uh, uh, I was like, "How was it?" And she was like, uh, "His wife goes. Uh, she goes. It was. It was okay. It was nice. We saw our friends, but very dangerous. So I, <laughs> a bomb like blew up like not far from uh, where we were while we were there. Holy shit! And uh, and I was just in my mind. I was thinking like. It's Palestinian. It's really funny that yeah, like even a Palestinian, even like Palestinians are like fucking Turkey's really dangerous. (laughs) I don't want to go to Turkey. (laughs) And like they can't escape it. Yeah, it's just so funny to me. It's just fucking like people are worried about Muslims. Like they're like they're dangerous. And like here's like a nice Muslim couple, and they're like it's really scary over there. I don't want to go overseas anymore. (laughs) I have my my buddy my buddy Homer Homer. uh, He was uh, on the podcast talking about a few weeks ago. He went to India just out of the blue. Yeah, he refused to take his shots. He's like, I don't need shots. He told me just don't drink the water. <laughs> oh, I was wow. like, Are you crazy, man? Yeah. That's not how it works. Yeah. You're not from that climate. Yeah, you're not. You know, you're not from there. And he, he's like, and he came back and he's telling a story. He's like, wow, it is very different over there. Yeah, I was like, hey, I bet, dickhead. Like it's yeah. a different world. <laughs> he's like, dude, there's no such thing as traffic. It's just there yeah (laughs) (laughs) you just gotta make your way across yeah it was it was hilarious and the caste system like how it is he's like dude slavery he's like it's a real thing yeah you just pay somebody they come you give them 50 cents they'll work for the day he goes it is insanity yeah yes dude it's crazy yeah it's just a different world i'd be scared to go to india I would be really? scared. No, yeah. I don't. I've heard good things it's just uh every indian friend i have tells me good things yeah every friend i have that's not in that's been there says good things yeah i watch the television i'm yeah. scared yeah but that's what tv does that's yeah. why everyone's worried about what everyone's worried about immigrants coming here because they're like they, i've that, seen the news they tell me about thailand like hey, have you been thailand it's cheap to have fun i was like no man i've watched too many movies i'm gonna be put <laughs> in some fucking jail I'm yeah gonna get raped they're gonna cut up my hands yeah. i don't trust these people yeah, Thailand is yeah. Uh, supposed to be. I've never been. I've been to Malaysia, which is right next. All door. that stuff scares the Beautiful. shit out of me. 
dude, go I, to it Malaysia. Looks beautiful, but it go scares. to Thailand. I've heard Thailand's even nicer. It scares me. I, I, w- I would like to go to Thailand. I feel like I'm gonna get stuck in those corrupt systems where like we take your passport. You know, like no, man, dude, you're a millionaire over there. You're so rich. Their currency is garbage. So you just, <laughs> you just, you're like, you just pay your way out. Even if you end up in jail, you're just like, here's five bucks. You'd be like, oh my god, five dollars. <laughs> they'll let you right out. He's like, here's twenty. I just bought this prison. Yeah, room. exactly. I'm dude, the warden now. <laughs> it's it's that like uh, I I know when I was in Malaysia, it was insane. It was so it was so cheap for everything. It costs a lot to get there because it's so far. But yeah. when you're there, you're like a king. Interesting. Dude, you go to like a bar. I was on the beach. I didn't even go to an all inclusive. I went to a, just like I rented a place on the beach. It was like nothing. It was like a five star, super nice. You're right on the beach. It was like I think it was like sixty five bucks a night Canadian. What? And I go to the you go to buy uh, uh, beer, man. You go to the store. Uh, a a king can of Carlsberg is like ninety nine cents Canadian. A king can that's like six bucks here for one of those. It was a dollar. I just gave him. I was like, here, here's a dollar. You go to the eat like it costs. I think it was like eleven for me and my wife. It was like eleven bucks for, for dinner for dinner for a nice dinner. I give them a two dollar tip, and they they're like out. they're freaking out. They're insane. They're like, are you this paying is them not- in Canadian? Uh, no, no, no. I pay them in their currency, but like, which I, is what uh, Malaysian pesos? Uh, no, they pretty much pesos. Uh, uh, ring it is uh, Malaysian. It's ring it, yeah, it ring like it. A game, yeah, yeah. It is ring, we'll ring it, it yeah. to win it. I like it. Ring it. It's uh, such a nice place, man. Beautiful. Like, really? Oh man, the people are so nice. I blocked off in my mind. I would not go to any parts of Asia unless we're talking Russia or Japan. The rest, I feel like I'm going to get killed. Oh, that's, man, I've been to Hong Kong. Hong Kong was awesome. I'm scared of China because they don't like the Googles and stuff. I'll, ne- like, I'll give an example. There's other places in the world. Like I have to go at some point because of my girlfriend. I'm going to have to go to Tunisia. All right? Yeah. I've made my peace with that. All right? And I'm going to stick in the north part of Tunisia. <laughs> right? And I'm going to have some fun, Mediterranean style. Right? Yeah. But there's places like Saudi Arabia I refuse to go to. It's not for me, Saudi Arabia. I'm going to say the wrong thing, and they're going to cut my fucking head off. No, dude. It's not like that in other parts of the world. It's You know what? If you go to, like, the Lac Saint-Jean of fucking Saudi Arabia, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're in, like, a rural town where there's not a lot of people and it's all locals. I feel like they don't have a sense of humor. Like, if I, if I show up in Saudi Arabia, I'm like, hey. Hey, why are these broads driving? You know, like, <laughs> they're, they're not going to be like, yo, he's right. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I've never, I've never, like, uh, I've never been. My brother actually has been Saudi? a, a lot. Saudi yeah, my brother, How was, he, like he, it? He, he loved it. Wait, you told me. Yeah. And I told you, was it fine for him? And yeah, said, he loved it. He didn't have any, But he's you know, Muslim. He is, but you know what? Even, I mean, there are times, dude, you know what? We're fucking worried. Saudi Arabia is so tight with the U.S. We have this whole idea that it's like, uh, it's it's like fucking, it's this other world, dude. They're well, look, so they, Americanized. They, they, I don't know. If they're, they're very comfortable. They're they all so wear pajamas. Americanized. They walk around in pajamas. Dude, to, the like, comfort level is super high. You'd think <laughs> they'd be more chill. Uh, they are pretty. They're not bad. They're not like the only thing is I know a lot of like people say like Saudi locals are people that are born there and never left. They're the equivalent of any other place where people like are born there and never left. They're rednecks to the point where they're like, you know, they have their way of life and they think that's the way it is. It's no different than going to like America in the South where they've never left and they think this is how we do it in America and that's how it's done. Like it's the same thing. You know, you know, every sp- country has the same thing no matter where you go. My girlfriend grew up in the uh, Emirates. Yeah, in uh, Abu Dhabi. Okay. And she was telling me how, like, for tourists and stuff, when you go in, they take your passport, and then they give it back to you when you leave, right? Yeah. 
that scares the shit out of me. For who me, takes to, your passport uh, at the at the airport, from what I understand. And then they give it that's back a, to you when you leave. When you leave, like you have to ask for it. It might not be for everybody. It might depend where you're flying from, right? So yeah, she might I've have heard, had things different. I've heard some people say some stuff. I don't know if that, that would scare the shit out of me if they have my passport and they could control me leaving or not, dude. That's when I, I get physical. Yeah, I don't and know if they I allowed, get my head yeah. cut off. Yeah, I don't know if they could do it, but I've heard of like. Uh, I forget what exactly it was travel agents or something if you're traveling in a group or something like they'll keep it. Uh, or maybe some countries do it just so that you can't leave. Then again, without. I have my buddy Chris here, grew up in Park X. He's made some friends. He's always flying down to fucking uh, Dubai, parting it up with these fucking Dubai people. That will do but, th- yeah, that's what but I'm saying. But those are super, those are super rich and like cultured. They go around the world. They're different people. I'm going to end up, just my luck, Meet some weird fucking local saying the wrong thing to him, you know? Yeah. Being like, yo, can I get bacon here or some shit? Like, what do you guys say? He's like, what did you say, motherfucker? <clears throat> I don't think, yeah, I don't think he'll get offended if you want to buy bacon or like want to kill you. I mean, again, it all depends on who you're talking to. Where'd you to? get those comfortable pajamas, yeah. sir? <laughs> but they're not going to do, they're, it's just like, you got to understand if you're in another country, you don't do anything that they consider illegal. That's all. It's, it's normal. You go to like, you know, you'll be in Afghanistan, you, you, you'll smoke the hash, right? You'll do opium, it'll be fine. You don't come here and do opium. <laughs> you don't sit on the corner and like walk in front of a cop and do opium. That doesn't work here, yeah. right? They have their cultural differences. They have their differences. <laughs> yeah. You have to respect it. That's the only, the, the thing that I don't get, people always say, like, well, I can't go there and do what I want to do. That's not what put I'm saying. Me in jail. I, I, no, I'm I know. Always, I'm I know. always scared because I'm I over-exaggerating, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm always scared. It's Honestly, it's because of TV. I'm always thinking of the worst case scenario. Of course. And anybody who tells me stories, these sons of bitches always tell me their worst fucking story, the worst case scenario. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to put myself in that situation. Yeah. But you won't because you're not going to go to like, it's the equivalent of going to any like rough part of town that you're not, you don't go to. You're a tourist. Don't go there. Well, I did that in LA, right? Um, uh, I went to Compton. Yeah. Much to the dismay of everybody around me. Uh, much to the dismay of the guy in the car with me yelling, please don't get off here. Please don't get off here. And you know what? There was nothing wrong with Compton. Yeah. Compton was pretty cool. And then I got back uh, on the road and I kept driving. Nobody bothered me. Yeah. Uh, and I wanted to go. I was like, no, I grew up on this music. I have to visit here. <laughs> and the guy's freaking out. He's like, please don't fucking do this. Yeah, but you know what? It's just because you didn't you didn't cross the... the, the you, you were lucky enough to not run into the, the fucking to the wrong game. asshole. You know, like... <laughs> Dude, I've been to play. I've heard people say things all the time. Like I've been to Boston, and there was the cab driver was like, "Dude, Southie, you you get in a cab if you're going to wherever you're going. You don't don't fucking go anywhere you don't know. You don't go to any places where you don't know where you're going. I I didn't even know where was the place not to go, but the dude was like the the people on the tour that we took because we took a trip. It was a couple of friends. We were only like 19 or 18. We took a trip down to Boston for a hockey and we watched the Habs play. So it was a bus trip, and the guy there was like, and even the hotel people told us. They said, "Where are you going tonight? We're going to the hockey game." Okay, when you're done the hockey game, you don't. If there's the bars around the hockey game, you can go like around the arena. You can go, but don't. If you don't know the town, don't go places that you don't know. Well, because there's neighborhoods that are fucking. Dude, America, you know, America is nuts. America is like. It's what makes it crazy, but also what makes it distinct. And I, you know, like, it's like every other place. Canada is such a fucking nice place. Yeah. You can walk through almost 
any neighborhood True. in Canada, you'll ne- you won't have a problem. I think Toronto is probably the only place people say there's like one whatever neighborhood. I don't know what it is. Don't walk through there at night. I've walked through there at night, and I've I was like I should not be fucking walking through here at night. Uh, and I just got the vibe just from walking through. Just I didn't even vibe, know yeah. if I was in that place or not. But I walked through, and then someone told me, like, you walked through there? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, yeah, you shouldn't. Just the vibe was, you could feel it was shady at night. It was weird. But every place other than, like, Canada, we're so safe, man. Like, you can't do that in the States. You could go two blocks. You could be in, like, a million, like, just millionaires surrounded by mansions. And you go two blocks from there, and you'll get stabbed. That's how it is in, in L.A. That's how it is in the States, man. There's there's places in the States where it's like, you just don't go, man. Don't and it's right next to where it's safe. But you can't just you can't just like, oh, I'm gonna go for a walk today. No, you need to know where you're walking. You gotta know where you're going. Cause you can't just go for a walk and discover shady neighborhoods. Uh, and that's what makes it what it is, man. It's like uh it's crazy. It's it just you know. It's funny because that's the thing that Americans like, uh, or the, you know, like that's what the the media wants you to believe. A lot of times is like, well, look at these countries. They have crazy things going on in these parts of town, and, and it's like war within. Dude, you do your your fucking country is the same thing. Like people are fucking living in poverty and stealing from each other because the only way they can live. Uh, so yeah, it's every yeah, place, everywhere has a uh, crazy. Yeah, you know, this reminds me. I was um, I, a couple of years back during the summer. I uh, I went to Greece by myself for two weeks. I just I had some extra money I had saved up, and I was like, you know what, fuck everything. I just want to take a break. Yeah. And I went. To, I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell my family. I was going down there. I just surprised them when I was there at my own terms. Right? I didn't have to go visit everybody. Right. So I show up there, and I got a hotel room at a very good price in downtown Athens. Uh, the place that's kind of like here down, right, there's a lot of tourists, but it's known as a dangerous place. Don't walk there at night, right? Yeah. Like I gave a fuck. Every night, we're talking about till four in the morning, walk into whatever neighborhood they said was the bad neighborhood, right? I made new friends, uh, hung out at the bars because they're mostly Greeks, right? Uh, and I was like, man, you know, the, everybody's warning me. They're like, oh, don't walk there at night. My I'm like, I made this cool bunch of friends. Yeah. Like I had a great two weeks here. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there was no no danger whatsoever. Yeah. They fucking, uh, they loved me. Yeah. I made lifelong friends. And it, it was in my own fucking country. It was Greece, right? Yeah. You know, it was my own country where people were telling me, be careful. And I was like, I'm not saying that you should go to dangerous neighborhoods. What I'm saying is maybe it's over-exaggerated. Like me with my Definitely. fears of these other, like Thailand, like my, my trainer at the gym, he goes all the time. He's like, you're fucking stupid for thinking you're going to be in danger. He's like, yeah. it's full of tourists. I go there all the time. I'm like, man, it's just in my mind because of all this, you know, all, like I feel it, it government, hasn't it with race? It's all about government. I feel yeah. like the government is going to stop me from doing something or I'm going to do the wrong thing. It's going to be illegal. I'm going to get... That, that's my fear is about powerlessness. It's not like a fear of different people because all the people of this country we're talking about are all people that are in my circle. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, it's just that I'm always scared of the government of a different country. Yeah, it's just because you're... But it's simple. Just don't do what's illegal. <laughs> It's simple. Yeah. You know, as long as you're not breaking any laws, there's no reason for them to put you in jail, then you're fine. And uh, the great thing about being Canadian is that we're on good terms with a lot of countries. True. So if you do happen to go on a bender and fuck shit up, <laughs> uh, you could like call old fucking JT at the fucking, uh, on, on uh, at the, at, Parliament Hill. Let's tweet him, and uh, he'll uh, he'll get he'll get on the phone, and he'll get you out. <laughs> JT, that's uh, just it's just Canada, man. We're lucky. We have a we have a country that's. I mean, now it's great. I mean, as much as people uh, shit on uh, Trudeau, and uh, I do at my times, I do it as well. I do it, but uh, 
he did restore our faith with the rest of the world. I mean, we we were at a point where a lot of people were starting to hate Canada. We were turning into that country that people were America like, they're sti- yeah, they were sticking their nose in places where we don't need to. And uh, he, I'll give him that. He turned it around. Now people love Canada again. So, uh, yeah, so we're we're lucky, man. Because of that, we're very lucky that Canada's a, a place that's neutral, I think. More than neutral, I think we, we help, too. Like we're, we're, oh, yeah, of we're course. We're haven. Yeah, right? yeah, we're, we're just, yeah. We're we look just, out for people. Yeah, we look out for people. And now we just have to deal with the people that are here that are fucking racist and <laughs> hate but helping people. You, you know, well, I don't do, like, racism is a problem everywhere. It's not, I'm yeah, not going to say it, it exists exist in Canada. everywhere. But it definitely exists in Canada, too. Not the same level and capacity as the states have to deal with it. Because I notice it in America, yeah. whereas I don't always notice it here. There's a difference. Really? Here. I notice it here more than no, I'd say I notice it in America. Really? As, in in yeah, America, man. you know why I notice it? Because everybody fucking tells me about it in the states. Yeah. Everybody tells me about it. If I'm arguing politics with somebody uh, who's white they'll always bring up black well the blacks are this and that. If i'm talking to my black friends in la this night they'll be like yo you don't understand how the fuck they treat me they do this this and this so they bring it up more whereas here i only notice it if i pay attention and i'm involved in the situation it's not going to come at me right but you know what i find it like me worse. And you talking you're not going to be like these fucking frenchies it's not going to happen yeah you know what i mean there needs to be a situation to cause it whereas there we could be just talking about yeah, but you know what I like about you know what I hate about that is that it's uh, that's in some ways it's worse. It's like subtle racism. Here? They're not going to tell. Yeah, yeah here yeah. they don't tell you that they're racist. That's true. Yeah, they're just going to hide it from you yeah. your whole life until you catch them, and then you're going to go, "What the fuck? You were racist this whole time?" I'm like, oh, I didn't mean to say that. Oh, I, I don't know. Oh, maybe that's uh, yeah. You I know, noticed that's that. that's what I don't like about Canadian racism is that it's 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 almost uh, it's almost condescending, passive it's almost, aggressive. Yes. They they do it they do it in a way where like they kind of think like oh he's too stupid to understand that I'm racist kind of thing <laughs> where it's like no fucker I get you're racist stop doing that <laughs> they get, it's like they, it's, a, it's their, their black friend comes over and they give the, the kid a present a basketball like here go push that through that rim you'll be good at that yeah and it's like he's not gonna get it. That's exactly and, what they do and here. Dad's like, "What the fuck did you just say to my dude?" Kid? I went to uh, my kid likes hockey. This is what I when I was in Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia is I love I love it. I love Nova Scotia. I like Halifax. People are nice, but they have a huge problem with racism. They have a huge problem. It's just in their blood, man. It's just like it, not everyone, but it's just like they're so behind. Like they're so old school, right? They're so behind that they don't, you know, like they ju- they are racist, but. I, I saw, I mean, I feel it all the time when I'm there, man. And a lot of people are nice to me, and but a lot of people are fucking, they're subtly racist. Uh, and I went to rent a car, and one of the guys that was working at the car rental, the manager was this, like, chubby white dude. And uh, the guy who was working the counter, young black kid, right? Okay. And I could just see the way he's telling me to get stuff, like, to go pick this up, and like, oh, I told you to get that. What, you forgot? Like, it was like... Treating him like he was a piece of shit oh, without really treating yeah, him like yeah, he's a piece yeah, of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I could see it, and I was like, "Oh, you motherfucker!" Like I know he's doing it. And uh, and I told I, I, the the uh, the black dude had to drive me back afterwards because I dropped off the car the next day. But he drove me back, and he and well, I'm in the car, and I go, uh, "I was like, hey man, I'm like, how do you like Nova Scotia? <laughs> I'm like, where are you from? He was telling me, I think he was from like an African country, and then he goes, uh, he goes, uh, he goes, yeah, I love it. People are nice. It's good. And I was like. Dude, it's just me and you in this car. Honestly, what do you think about it here? I'm like, tell me the truth. And he was like, 
yeah, it's fu- it's a, it's racist. <laughs> Just totally flat out. He's uh, like, man, and he's and then he started getting into it, and he exactly what I just said, same thing. He was like, the thing that I hate is that they don't they don't tell you they're racist, but they treat they you that the, the way that they are racist, but they won't they won't tell you, they won't let you fucked. hear it, and it just fucks with you because you're like, why do you treat me like shit if you're not racist. if you're not racist? You are racist. You just don't say it, and um. It's that's just the way it is, man. Holy, it's the way it is. My wife is white. Shit. She's French. She's from here. When we were there, she'll she'll tell and she tells people now. She's like, man, I've never been in so many situations where I could see people treat me like shit because and not like they don't tell you that they're racist, but they'll treat you like they'll give you like a different tone, right? Like that you're you're not as good as them kind of tone. And Nova Scotia has a huge problem with with racism. Uh, it's it goes back. You can look up until uh, it's still going on. Black communities that uh, get uh, built up, like you know, usually people that are from a minority group, they all tend to live closer together because they're all right. friends. They get they get along. They understand each other. Yeah. So they'll move into neighborhoods. Right. You got the Greeks in one neighborhood. Yeah. You'll get black people in another. So uh, it's known in Nova Scotia that every time uh, uh, blacks like you know settlements or neighborhoods would would build up. Uh, the province finds a way to to break them down and make them move. the The most recent was I think is the John uh, John A. McDonald Bridge, which is from Dartmouth to Halifax, and the bridge landing deliberately went into a black community and made so that they'd have to buy up their their houses and and make them move somewhere else to Holy split them up. Shit. And it's in the, it's it's not it's uh, happened on many occasions. That, but what uh, does that help with? Why would you want to separate? Because when you're breaking them up, they assimilate. They don't keep. They don't start. Holy they don't fucking. That's shit. how it works, man. Crazy. When you break them up, they assimilate. They end up. Uh, they'll marry a white girl, and then they'll. They, so they won't be. They won't start their own communities. There won't be as many black people multiplying. And wow, that's the way it works. It's no in Nova Scotia. It's uh, there's articles on it. You can Google search it. There's articles about. Uh, the, the province deliberately, when it was like black communities that would uh, form in rural areas, they would put a, a, um, a garbage dump outside that city so that the smell of the garbage dump would make everyone want to leave and move away. Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah, dude. It's, it's brutal. It's, uh, I didn't know there were slaves in Nova Scotia. Holy shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, there were slaves. And I think up until like the, the late... The like, 30s? Uh, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like uh, early 1900s, there were still slaves in Nova Scotia. When they got rid of slavery in uh, in uh, the U.S., the ships that were coming... Uh, Went to Nova Scotia. They, they sent them to Nova Scotia. Holy and they had shit. slaves. Canada had... And see that? And there's the subtle races, yeah, uh, racism I know about that. of Canada. We don't talk about that shit in our history. At least America addresses actually it. addresses the history of racism in America. That's a good point. But we don't we don't talk about it. It's not in our history books. We don't learn shit about it. We don't even learn about the uh, native uh, communities being fucking uh, destroyed, uh, repressed. Yeah, no one. Ta- we don't learn about it. Can I tell you something? Uh, I don't. I'm not white, so I don't have white guilt. You know what I mean? But you know what? I do feel guilt, which is crazy. Every time I see, you know how the natives are here, like in downtown and stuff. Yeah. Every time I see them, I feel terrible. Yeah. I feel terrible, and I always see the same thing. Like, I, um, uh, my girlfriend, I think I r- rubbed off on her now, which I feel bad. She's feeling like shit, too. And I'm like, you see those people there? And she's like, yeah. And they're, like, drunk. They're completely asking for money. I go, this was their land. They lived here. Yeah. Took everything from them. Yeah. And now look at look at what happened. Yeah. And I feel terrible. I wasn't here to colonize, but I 
feel like such shit that I'm living here. I'm working. I'm having a good time. And them, who it was their country, are treated like fucking shit. Yeah. And I don't know how to do it. I don't know what to do. There's yeah. nothing I can do about it. And it's because people the government don't... refuses to talk about it. Like, no, they don't exist. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Dude, there's there's like, what was it? There's, uh, there's I think it's like 20 communities in Canada that don't have drinking water. Jesus Christ. How crazy is that? How crazy is native that? Native communities. Yeah. Native communities you that don't have drinking water. everything from them and you won't give them water. Yeah. Isn't that insane? And yeah, if you go up north, like I've done document, I've worked with a guy who used to do documentary. He still does. I, but uh, before I got into comedy, I used to do filming with him. I used to go up north a lot and and film. And we, I lived, I lived in the bush with natives for two weeks. How was that? Amazing, Fun? amazing, dude. The funnest. And it was all, it was all native. Uh, it was a, it was a organization that would take any kid, like if they, you know, they got to jail or whatever, or they had alcohol Rehabilitate problems. them. Rehabilitation. They would take them out into the woods and an elder would teach them their way of the land. I like that. So that they can learn. That's their rehabilitation. And uh, so it was all kids that like, uh, man, I hung out, there was a kid who, sh- who tried to take his own life. He shot himself with a shotgun. He survived. He was In a big, face? he was a big dude. He shot, he pulled the trigger. It didn't, it hit some sprayed in his face and it sprayed on his whole shoulder. Oh. So his whole shoulder, he had to get all like surgery, reconstructive surgery, everything. The sweetest kid. But they're Why in neighborhoods, they're, dude, they're just in neighborhoods where there's nothing to do. The community, the, the, um, there's no like, uh, there's no, like, they're so neglected. They're so neglected and there's nothing, there's no, uh, there's no like nobody's out there to help. You know, you know, you're in high school, yeah. right? Just imagine you're in high school here in the city and your teacher doesn't give a fuck about you. Your teacher's a dick. Nobody cares. They're always just trying to implement, like, you know, tell you to follow rules and do this. Nobody goes, what do you want to do in life? What do you, let me help you. What do you want to do? Nobody sits and like goes one-to-one with you. So imagine, and you're in a place where there's, you can just leave. You get, there's so many other things. There's an arcade. You're a kid. Yeah. You want to go. You're in a community where you're so far, there's mm-hmm. nothing there. And the government is neglecting your people. And you don't even have drinking water, dude. I, the community I went to, at least they had, they have water. They were okay. They're not bad because they, again, they had to sell their, their land to make the money to, to have that. They, they sold all their land to Hydro-Quebec. So Hydro-Quebec has all their dams running through there. So uh, Hydro has, to, a lot of them have money because Hydro had to pay them, fam, like their family's money to be able to run their power lines through, uh, take over dams and stuff. So they have to give money to the community. But there's a lot of native communities that don't have those natural resources that have been taken taken out, so they don't have that money. Holy shit! So it's uh, it's just a it's just it's it's very like uh, so there's kids that they don't have anything, and then you introduce drugs and alcohol to them, right? And fuck, God knows how fun that is, right? But when you're in a place where there's nobody, not to mention your parents were abused, you know, sexually at, at while they were in school uh, in, at, at those residential schools. Yeah, I saw that shit, yeah. right? So now your parents are, are fucked because now they're taking pills and alcohol and everything to forget how shitty their lives were when they were growing up. So it's just a, it's a vicious circle. It's just everyone's, everyone's just self-medicating with drugs and alcohol to forget how shitty their lives are. And we stole everything from them. So it's, it's like getting a bad end of the deal. Remember how I was telling you how shitty I felt because I got dropped by 22 minutes? Yeah. Imagine your entire fucking uh, community family grandparents parents everyone just got fucked right imagine that and you've been given the shortest end of the stick yeah the, the, like i said the, the one every time I, I i feel terrible because like holy shit we've fucked these people beyond repair yeah 
Yeah, and that's why anytime anyone like uses that excuse, like, oh, they're just sitting there drinking. What are you fucking crazy? Like, dude, they've been so fucked. I mean, there is a there is a line where there's like a lot. There's a lot. I know a lot of them that they work hard and they they. I mean, they've been fucked. They went to rehab. They got on the right track. They were fortunate enough to get on the right track, and now they're sober and they're all doing stuff. They run businesses in their town, and they constantly advocate to other people on Facebook. I always see them, and they tell people in their community. Dude, it's don't wait for the government to hand something to you. Don't wait for they're never going to do it. Yeah. We're not getting anything. Get out there, make your go to school, get education, build businesses, get money. Avoid paying taxes. <laughs> no, but bring it back and help your community. You know, that's what the, and that in the end that it's it's the only way they'll survive cuz the government's never gonna, it's all about money, dude. The government's controlled by industries. It doesn't pay to give people money for free. You only give them money if you're taking something from them. Yeah. And at that, you still give them a shitty amount of money for how much you're making off of it. So, sorry to get all depressing at the end of this. Fucking get <laughs> real. Abdul Butt. Yeah. He's, uh, he's running for the conservative party. And <laughs> how funny if, would it be if that's the party you run with? <laughs> you decide to go into politics and you're like, ah, I'm going to shake things up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, we do not want to be associated with the Muslim. We do not. You're like, nah, nah, I think I'm going to take this yeah, apart yeah, with yeah. you. I'm blue. I'm blue <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, oh, man. That hilarious. Dude. Yeah, this was a good time. Yeah, thanks uh, for having me, man. We got we got real. Yeah, we got you got the you got uh, what's the website? Abdulbutt.com. I'm still gonna post it anyway, so it doesn't matter. But I like the fact that you said it because you're forcing people to go. Yeah, out. Uh, anything you want to plug? Uh, uh, just the website, man. YouTube channel, uh, Abdul Butt Comedy, and and Twitter, Abdul's Butt, and Instagram, <laughs> Abdul's Butt. And is I my even favorite. I'm gonna post on them, but I'm don't. You can message me, but I'm only going to reply if I'm at a computer on a desk. <laughs> I'm not using my phone. This is amazing. Abdul Butt, <laughs> thank you for coming. Thanks, man. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.